This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome everybody to the show for this Wednesday morning hump day. And it is June the 24th. Thank you for joining us today. We have an awful lot coming up on the show today, including Ask a Lawyer, which we haven't had for a couple, three months probably. Ever since we started, uh, you know, quarantining. But our attorney is going to be back today in a couple hours answering your questions. So Justin Underwood is going to be dropping by from the law firm of Wyatt and Underwood. And that'll be around, well, shortly after 8 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock Mountain. So if you got a question you want to ask a lawyer, I know it's been a few months uh, since we've had this segment, but we're back and Justin will actually be here in the studio with us to answer your questions. That's coming up later this morning. All right, why don't we take a moment, go around the room, everybody tell us what you're working on in your individual departments. We'll start with Lisa Sanchez. Lisa, what's coming up in news today? We're talking a little bit about a the Senate Democrats are planning to oppose a GOP police reform bill. Uh, it's happening today. It's leaving the parties to decide whether or not to take the job of negotiating a compromise or if they want to walk away from this. So the Republicans bill, it's led by Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina, and it includes measures aimed at increasing transparency at police agencies around use of force. Um, it's also in, going to incentivize the departments to use body cameras and discourage chokeholds. Some de- Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer and other Democrats signaled they were going to oppose this bill because they want more negotiations on more bar- bipartisan package. Like it doesn't go far enough? Yeah. According to them? Exactly. Well, I think all the things you mentioned are probably good at, at least starts. You know, body cams. I think every cop should be wearing a body cam. I mean, right. but I they think want most more, Americans um, should be wearing body cams. Yeah, they want more <laughs> accountability and also... Um, uh, de-escalation to be added into that bill. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll, we'll hear about that later on today. Uh, Joanna Barba, Entertainment News. What do we have coming up in entertainment today, Joanna? Jimmy Kimmel has apologized for blackface impersonations that he did back in the 90s. Calm alone. Do you guys know I that we used to work with Jimmy back before he was a big TV star? He used oh. to do a character on the show called Jimmy D, the sports philosopher. And then he would also, uh, when he got on the man show, is kind of when I remember, you know, him being on TV and he would do Don't forget Win Benstein's Money. Oh, that's right. Win Benstein's Money yeah. was before the man show, wasn't it? Yeah, because I remember at the time it was a big deal. Like, we called, we called Kimmel and we're like, hey, you got a TV show. That's great. Yeah. Thinking that that was going to be the pinnacle of mm-hmm. his career. Uh, but he did uh, he did impersonations. He did Carl uh, Malone impersonation. Uh, I think he had done 
it was either like Mike Tyson or he he did impersonations. He did impersonations of a lot of different people. None of them very good impersonation. Jimmy wasn't a great impersonator, but they would definitely go all in for the makeup and stuff. Uh-huh. So we're gonna hear uh, Jimmy Kimmel's apology and what he has to say about that coming up a little bit later this morning. Uh, Brandon, how about sports headlines? What do we have coming up in sports? Baseball has officially gotten rid of all of the hurdles. They've cleared them. It's getting ready to start. They're going to start reporting to camp on July 1st. And Bubba Wallace, we have the FBI's report on the uh, noose that was found in his garage. Can we take a look at this just for a minute? I know you'll be talking about it coming up later, but if this is uh, the actual image, I don't understand how anybody... By the way, uh, they say Bubba Wallace was not the one who saw it, not the one who reported it. Somebody else saw it and said, hey, there's a noose that somebody left in in, uh, Bubba's garage. As I'm looking at the pictures that they posted, if these are accurate, I don't see how anybody could seriously consider that to be a noose. It looks like like a rope that you might use to pull down a garage door. You know, I got... I got one on my garage door mm-hmm. that's like a little cord that you pulled it, you know, if the garage door gets stuck. So that's kind of what it looks like it is. They say it was there back in 2019, but as I'm looking at it, it is hard to reconcile that anybody would seriously see that as a noose. As a noose. Do you uh, agree? Can you see the picture? I mean, it's it's tough. It's not tied in a noose. It's a, ru- it's a string is what it looks like. Well, it's... I can't. I mean, it's not close enough for me to make a true judgment of the situation, but it does seem eh, odd. Um, one of the things uh, the FBI has said is that after doing interviews, they found that this uh, rope, or I, I hesitate to call it a noose, but a rope was there as early as last fall. Um. Who's Jeff Gluck? I don't know. Maybe he's a reporter or a racer. Oh, he's a he's a writer about NASCAR. He says the Wood Brothers racing team, which used that garage stall last year, had an employee who recalled seeing the rope tied like a noose. So are they saying like at some point in the past, maybe back in 2019, this rope was tied like it? Oh, no, no. You know what? Now I see it in the other pictures. So the one I'm looking at is from June 20th. They got it side by side mm-hmm. with the picture from November 2019, and it it is tied like a noose. I mean, it's it's way too tiny. You couldn't you couldn't put well it's like not, somebody's head it in it or anything. To do anything, it was just actually so, tied like that. Yeah, but it's. It's harder to see in the in the picture from 2019. It's just a fuzzier picture. Speaking of fuzzy pictures, remind me to get back to that in a second. Yeah, no, I can see it. Thing. Yeah, did you see that? <laughs> fake as hell, man. Well, they're saying that somebody took a high resolution photo of shop. the Loch Ness. I forgot monster. the word shop after the word photo. Well, I don't think it was photoshopped. <laughs> it when looks, I first looked it at it, photoshopped I, to me. A new high-def photo of what could be the Loch Ness Monster is making the rounds online. Some people are saying it's legit, but even the guy who took the picture is a skeptic. So the guy who took the picture isn't saying that it's the Loch Ness Monster. He took it last year on vacation in Scotland, 
and just mm-hmm. shared it online. You can see it's back sticking out of the water. So, oh, Joanna, snap. are you ready to watch? And I Lisa, I don't know if you got the screen yeah, up so people can see it online. I'll put the, the supposed high-def mm-hmm. photo of the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> um, all right, here it is. Whoops. There we go. Whoops, that's not it. Where the hell did the picture go? Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I was just looking at it just now. <gasps> it disappeared like Nessie. There yeah. it is. There you go. Oh. I can't make this uh, picture any bigger. I'm sorry. Interesting. So there's nothing to reference for size. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know if th- this vegetation in the foreground is is a tree branch or if it's just some ground vegetation. Mm-hmm. That could easily be... a like a big fish, like a carp or a gar. I don't know if Loch Ness has carp or gar, but they're these much bigger than you the think. The angle of the camera could make it look bigger. Yeah, and it looks like the it. it to me, it doesn't look necessarily <laughs> Photoshop, but it does look, look like it, it. it would be much easily more easily explained as a big fish because <laughs> that's what it looks like. It From looks, here, it, it looks, looks like Photoshop to me. It looks like maybe a seal. Uh, there are some people speculating that sometimes seals could get into an inland uh-huh. lake or lock, as they call them, in Scotland. Uh, yeah, it looks like it could be a seal. You don't, you know what you don't see is like the the head and neck that looks like a dinosaur, right? Like right. I would expect another no. piece of neck to be coming out of the water. Now this is just the back of uh, some identified animal. I'm pretty or. Or photoshopped, I guess. Did you you know that famous picture of the Loch Ness monster? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you picture the the one, it's like, kind of like an, a silhouette of it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what they finally found out that was? It was what? a toy train, wasn't it? It was a, well, it was a, they had made it. It was tiny, you know, you could carry it in your hands, uh-huh. and it was a cutout of a dinosaur on the back of a toy boat. That's oh. it, yeah. yeah. Oh. And so they just sat it there and took the picture, and for you know, 80 years or whatever, <laughs> people were like, damn dinosaur in the middle of this <laughs> Scottish lock. <laughs> Nessie. Uh, Nessie, yeah, Nessie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really, really convinced that what we're seeing there is some kind of leftover from the prehistoric era. Yeah. Lisa, what's going on in the state of Texas? I hear we're, we're we're set to go to a red alert. Numbers have been spiking. The governor is now backtracking and saying people ought to be staying at home instead yeah. of going out and doing stuff. Uh, what the heck, Abbott? Yeah, um, he's saying that they are going to be tightening some certain rules right now because of the high number of cases in the state of Texas right now. So, for instance... You were, outdoor gatherings um, were allowed up to 500 people. Now they are bringing those back down to 100. It's also going to be expanding the ability of mayors and county judges to restrict those outdoor gatherings. Um, He said he will be leaving it up to the cities and counties, which is kind of what they've been asking this whole time, for them to decide whether or not the face coverings need to be required. Well, that's the case in El Paso. The mayor and the county judge were asking for a I, I guess kind of like an easement so that they could pass the rules and it sounds like that's what they're going to get well yeah because remember at first we had heard that our city had told him hey we need this to be mandated and we didn't hear back but then all of a sudden phase whatever it's now starting 
I think we're on phase four now that is about to start. Um, but yeah, they're saying that uh, the, another thing is too is they're they're saying they're still going to be cracking down on bars and restaurants that are not abiding by the rules. So because of this, I think that's going to lead to a lot of the establishments that have been having um, overcapacity or people not abiding by the rules as much. Uh, that's going to have them crack, cracking down on it too because they, they don't want to lose their liquor, their license for 30 days. All right. So it looks like the governor, uh, Republican Greg Abbott, is changing course and saying the best thing to do is stay home and not go places where there are going to be a lot of people, which seems to be almost like a like a 180 turn. So we'll have more on that coming up. We do have a new quarantine for you. We haven't done a new quarantine in about a week, but now that you know it's making a comeback, I guess we'll make a comeback doing the quarantine. So we got that coming up a little bit later. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I saw the headline this morning, Alfalfa from the Little Rascals was arrested for huffing compressed air. And the first thing I thought was, oh, this is clickbait. The alfalfa guy died like 80 years ago. <laughs> oh, alfalfa. But it's the the guy who played alfalfa in the 90s movie. Oh, uh-huh. Do you remember that one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where uh, Whoopi Where Goldberg a- was Buckwheat's mother and mm-hmm. Donald Trump was Waldo's father. <laughs> like and the little the little rich Darla. kid in the boxcar uh-huh. race that was Donald Trump was the dad and he sings to Darla you are so beautiful to me can't you see <laughs> uh, Bug Hall is the actor who played Alfalfa in 1994's Little Rascals movie he was arrested at a hotel in Texas for huffing cans of compressed air I've never heard. I've heard of huffing like paint and sniffing airplane glue. So compressed air would be like uh, the dust to, cleaner. Isn't I used it? to, it's the thing you love to ask us if our keyboard needs yeah. cleaning. <laughs> Don't huff it yourself. By the way, I'm gonna need some of here. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you, you seen those keyboard? episodes of Intervention? Yeah, you, I've no. seen a lot of episodes. Yeah. Now this is this is all new to me. That's their high of choice, or choice of high. He was at a hotel. Police actually went to Bug Hall's room after a family member asked them to do a welfare check on him. They found numerous cans around the room. Bug, whose real first name is Brandon, is thirty-five years old from Fort Worth, Texas. No, I never knew the thing about the compressed air. I'd only just been using it to clean my keyboard. Great, but. we shouldn't have told him. <laughs> yeah, I gave him an idea. He's like, I got all these cans here. <laughs> we'll have more on this coming up, but Jimmy Kimmel has uh, formally apologized for skits that he did using blackface that go back to the 1990s. He issued an apology yesterday calling the sketches thoughtless and embarrassing. I mean, they're embarrassing, but I don't know if they were thoughtless. There was like a lot of intricate makeup. You know, you would think at some point when they're applying black makeup, not only to your face, but to your body, too, mm-hmm. that you have time to reflect gave, about what you were doing. They even I mean, gave Jimmy Kimmel fake muscles. 
Well, and that's part of what he says is like, listen, when I did an impersonation, I wasn't good at doing impersonations, but I did have a budget. So the makeup crew would do as much as they could to make me look like the person. It was so literally like, the one was just, I'm Carl Malone. Like, that was it. Just her Carl Malone? And he's just going to no, like this. Like I say, did I tell you on the air that Jimmy used to work for us? Did I mention that on the air or was it off yeah, the air? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yes. Here, and he would do this Carl Malone for us on the radio. Which was pretty funny because Carl Malone is kind of from the South and also kind of... So he had a good impersonation. Then when he got on TV in the 90s, he did the Carl Malone impersonation in the full thing. They made his head look kind of like balding like Carl Malone's was back then. They put on big muscles on him. And put him in a Utah Jazz uniform. Yeah, but he is not... Uh, he's not saying that that's an excuse. And he's like officially apologizing for it. By the way, Carmelone, not a really good guy. Oh. Like he abandoned uh like he has these kids and he just he just like yeah, like really? abandoned them. Yeah. Where did I see Post that? Post Malone, recently? change your name now. <laughs> I saw that recently. So Carmelone had like when he was a teenager, he got a girl pregnant and kind of went off and did basketball and then I think he had other. He had he had a daughter who was a big time college basketball player. Might have even played in the WNBA, and he was kind of. Well, the report I saw about him was he was, you know, not much in their lives. And uh, from the Mengazi front, porn star Ron Jeremy's been charged with raping four women going back to 2014. Ron Jeremy's the most famous porn star in that if you ask most people to name a male porn star... That's who they're going to say. They'd say Ron Jeremy. 95% of mm-hmm. people would say Ron Jeremy. And comedian Jeff Ross is denying that he had a relationship with a 15-year-old girl when he was 33. So that's out there, and Jeffrey Ross is claiming that, it, that it's not It's true. the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Hospitals in Texas sound the alarm with COVID spike. That is the headline in today's newspaper. As the number of COVID-19 cases continues to accelerate at Texas, hospitals are at an increased risk of being overwhelmed by the number of people needing inpatient care. So we're seeing the numbers go up of people who, A, have to go to the hospital, and also the numbers of people that have to be on a ventilator are going up. No. The governor already said we have abundant capacity to take care of them. Uh, What's wrong with you? According to the Texas Hospital Association and frontline medical professionals, they say that we need to be on red alert right now. Fake news. All right. Well, if you say so. But but hasn't the governor, uh, Governor Abbott, kind of uh, switched course a little bit? There you go. (laughs) I feel... I feel like he's kind of taking like notes from the president and is like saying one thing and then saying the exact opposite a couple days later just to kind of like, cover all his bases. So if something happens, he can say, well, no, I said that like three days ago. You just weren't paying attention. Yeah, no, he in a meeting said uh, he, that the state has abundant capacity to care for the record highs. Remember, 12 days in a row now, Texas has hit record highs for their COVID-19 cases. Uh, But he still says that we have enough beds for this. Uh, But regionally, hospital officials, they're reporting that their ICUs or intensive care units for seriously ill patients, like those on ventilators, 
are near or over capacity. And local leaders are warning that hospitals, they could get overwhelmed if that number keeps uh, climbing. One of the hardest hit areas in Houston, they actually have uh, COVID-19 or they have cases where a local children's hospital said they're going to start admitting transfer patients that are with COVID and without COVID to try and help the other facilities manage their capacity. That's not good. Here's what Mm -hmm. the statement from the Texas Association of Hospitals said. This is a quote. Texas hospitals are managing the current rate of hospitalizations, but if this trend continues, it is not sustainable. Uh, They're saying the uptick can be traced to the Memorial Day weekend. That was the weekend where I really felt like, oh, in most people's mind, we're done. <laughs> I got yeah. the feeling yeah. on we Memorial won. Day weekend. We like, yeah, COVID 19's over if you just went by what a lot of people uh, were doing. Statewide across Texas, the number of virus related hospitalizations has more than doubled since Memorial Day. And uh, the official count for coronavirus hospitalizations was 1,511 on Memorial Day. Uh, Monday, of this week, the count stood at 3,711. Yeah, Houston is a hot spot. And in, at Houston Methodist, the CEO of that hospital said the bed count at the institution is, in its system has tripled in just the four weeks since Memorial Day. Yeah, if this a trend continues, the Texas Medical Center in Houston was saying that their ICU capacity will be surpassed in less than two weeks. Uh, what else is Abbott saying? Well, on Monday, so before it seems like <laughs> he's saying, uh, he was saying that uh, we were doing okay and, you know, it's time to go out and go and support businesses and be out in the public. And then now he's really saying that uh, oh well i i didn't mean exactly go out and do everything that you wanted to do um it's kind of a little bit scary because now he's saying oh well it's a lot of the young people first we got blamed yeah first it was millennials yeah first it was all the millennials you gosh darn kids running out there and running amok all day and then now it seems like he's saying okay no no no. it's the whole state now is having uh, a, a pretty big rise and now he's recommending actually stay at home which is complete opposite of what he was telling us a few weeks ago um he's for sure <laughs> is that the final thing i mean yeah he's like you're safer at home you can't oh, say no, the duh. final thing because he'll change it in about three four hours and switch it to something else and then well you know um we still got to go to the businesses though uh there he is saying though that the very last option will be another statewide lockdown. Jeez, it's almost like he can't make a stand on something. No, he can't. <laughs> and he's recommending Texans now I don't stay approve. At home. I don't approve of those. I don't uh, know what you guys jokes. are talking about. What are you talking about? So it, wasn't, it wasn't a joke. Yeah, he said it yesterday that Texans I don't know, I'm starting to think he doesn't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> All right, he's now Same saying Brandon. Texans need to stay at home. That was simple. <laughs> he's saying Texans need to stay at home as much as possible. This is the first time he's said this since he has uh, started the reopening of Texas. He's like, gee, things were a lot better when they were at home. Yeah, I feel like drinking too. Who was that? First beer of the <laughs> yeah. day. 
bugs. Crack one Jesus, open for dude. me. Dude, did you do that right in front of the microphone? Oh, yeah. I wanted you to hear it. <sighs> you, no, you have to do that. No, do you know what this is? A little ASMR is radio. Is that a bang? It's a bang. Is that a bang? Yeah, um... One of the comedians told me I, I should start drinking bang. Is it good? It's okay. I mean, it's about the same as a monster, but this has in it ultra coq10 do you know what that is no cock 10 you don't know what that is coq10 i don't know does it have electrolytes i just need them electrolytes it has it has eaa aminos do you even know what electrolytes are they're the things that make the plants grow I was going to say, I don't know. They're the things in Pedialyte and Gatorade that I need after a rough Friday night. It's got EAA aminos, and most importantly, it's got super creatine. Ooh. So does does that for all the working out you've been doing? I don't think it's actually creatine. It's cretin. Yeah. you got to be a super cretin to believe this is good for you. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but is it delicious? It's all right. Do you miss your monsters? About the same. You know, okay. honestly, do you miss your monsters? <laughs> I do miss the monster. He was a great producer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. We, so, anyways, uh, Abbott is saying though, and if you do need to go out, he's saying everyone, the best thing to do is to stay home as much as possible, and if you have to go out, the safest, um, you know, maintain social distance, hand sanitize, wear a mask. And he said, but right now, there's never a reason for you to have to leave your home. Well, there's reasons, well, there's to, reasons leave the to leave the home. There are definitely reasons to leave the home. He said, unless you do need to go out, the safest place for you is at your home. I mean, TJ Maxx isn't going to get people wandering around there on its own. They need people to go in. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but he is scaling back some things. There was a statewide order that gave local officials the ability now they can restrict outdoor gatherings to 100 people, which was originally at 500 people. He said that there will also be mandatory health standards for child care centers after the prior rules became voluntary earlier this month. So it looks like he is scaling back some things, but unless there is a huge uh, rate of people that are getting COVID, which is already happening, but like a massive rate, uh, he's saying he will not be shutting down the state again. We've got a uh, quarantine for today. It's been a few weeks since we had a new quarantine, but before I get to it real quick, have you seen this on your social media? Google any three-digit number and then the the words new cases. Mm -hmm. Did you try it? Do you know what, what it's supposed to do? Okay, so you entered any three-digit number, yeah. followed by new cases, and yeah. you'll find a news report on that exact number of cases somewhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> You're, what happened? You okay? My amino COQ10s went down the wrong way. <laughs> oh, I choked on that on that cock ten. <laughs> Whatever's oh, no, in this choking on the cock ten. On this bang energy drink, it just went down you the wrong creatine. pipe. Uh, I guess there have been so many news reports in the world that with thousands of cities reporting numbers, it's just a matter of the odds that if you enter any three-digit number and the word new cases, you'll find a a link to an article, which, I I don't know, doesn't seem all that impressive. Nope, 345 doesn't. Try, uh, 
Try 915. Ooh, nice. Um, um, no. No? No 915 new cases? No. What about 999? 999 new cases. Yeah, Georgia. Georgia reported 999 mm. new cases. Yeah. But if you think about the amount of it's really not all that shocking. Oh. Oh, but if it actually supports something that I already believe in. Well, I don't in. know. I don't know what it was supposed was it, I don't know if it had a point one way or the other. Like I thought a lot of people were posting it to say, "Oh, it's a conspiracy because any number that you come up That's with That's what I've seen is people relating it to, "Oh, it's the, it's the media, it's um, th- this is proof that it's all fake. See, that's not the, that's not what I start, take. What I think I, people need to realize what proof actually means. What I take away from it is that this is such a worldwide phenomenon, and that you've got so many uh, cases worldwide that that you come up with all these numbers, but it doesn't even work with every number as we as we easily establish there. Uh, so COVID-19 is not over, folks. Uh, even if you thought so back on Memorial Day uh, weekend, it is still a concern, and they are sounding the alarm, especially in uh, Houston, in the state of Texas, anyway. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Jimmy Kimmel uh, apologized for a blackface impression he did in the 1990s of Carl Malone. I've seen the Carl Malone one. I, I think I remember him doing a few more. Uh, so the ABC late night host, a former contributor to our show, by the way, is currently taking a summer break from Jimmy Kimmel Live. He says that the the summer break was already scheduled before all this broke. I don't think it broke. I mean, I it was on TV. It was on the Man Show, I think, back in the nineties. So here's what uh, Kimmel had to say about it. He said, "Quote: I have long been reluctant to address this." as I knew doing so would be celebrated as a victory by those who equate apologies with weakness and cheer for leaders who use prejudice to divide us. Kimmel said, that delay was a mistake. There is nothing more important to me than your respect, and I apologize to those who were genuinely hurt or offended by the makeup I wore or the words I spoke. All right, out of the quote here for a second. I get what he's saying because it seems like a lot of people who are outraged uh, over over Jimmy Kimmel having worn blackface, they're not outraged over the blackface. They're outraged that uh, somebody who's politically on the left or anti-Trump gets to them what seems like a pass on it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep. Yes. They're saying that, you know, if this were a right-wing politician, if there was a picture of Ann Coulter that came out, you guys wouldn't cut her any right. slack. And I say that's probably true, but that's because Ann Coulter, up until the present, has continued to express ideas that are hateful and divisive and, and you know, just out-and-out out racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel goes on to talk about how, you know, he is... Uh, you know his his opinions have evolved, and that he wasn't that it was thoughtless when he did it. Uh, says Kimmy's, Kimmel's apology follows fellow late night Jimmy Jimmy Fallon, who apologized for doing a blackface sketch on Saturday Night Live in two thousand. 
And uh, Jimmy Kimmel also says on KROQ Radio in the mid-90s. So when he was on our show, he was also on KROQ with Adam Carolla. K-Rock, right. Uh, I did a recurring impression of Carl Malone. In the late 90s, I continued impersonating Malone on TV. We hired makeup artists to make me look as much like Carl Malone as possible. I never considered that this might be seen as anything other than an imitation of a fellow human being, one that had no more to do with Carl's skin color than it did his bulging muscles and bald head. I've done dozens of impressions of famous people, including Snoop Dogg, Oprah, Eminem, Dick Vitale, Rosie O'Donnell, and many others. In each case, I thought of them as impersonations of celebrities and nothing more. Uh, Looking back, many of these sketches are embarrassing, and it's frustrating that these thoughtless moments have become a weapon used by some to diminish my criticism of social and other injustices. You know, somebody who's on the far right, if... I, I guess if if they disavowed that and it's like, look, you know, I really screwed up, but I don't hold, you know, racist opinions. It would it would be a harder time. They they wouldn't get they wouldn't get a pass as easily probably as Jimmy Kimmel, who's a real outspoken critic of uh, mostly Trump, but also an ally of Black Lives Matter. So. Uh, the, the only thing that I can take away from this that is constructive is going forward, if you're not black, don't make your skin darker to look black or brown. It's 2020. Go with orange. It's what the president's done. Those are the new, those are the new rules going forward. Like if, if we're five years down the road and we find out that in 2021 somebody wore blackface, you really got no excuse. Even if it's like, oh, I was making fun of the people who think it's funny to put on blackface. I don't think that's going to cut it for you in 2025. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Let's talk to Dwayne, who is on the line on the toll-free studio line, which is 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. Good morning, Dwayne. Hey, this is Wayne. Oh, uh, Wayne. I, I, that's okay. I'm, right on. I'm, I'm from Abilene, but I'm not nearly as entertaining as Dean. <laughs> so, so, but, but I am, I have ADD. So it's like talking to me while on a merry-go-round in the dark, juggling meat cleavers during a tornado. Well, that puts so, something on the board for you right there. You okay, may not yeah, be I'm, Dean from Abilene, but Wayne from Abilene sounds like he's got a lot of personality going on to me. Go ahead, Wayne. Multiple voices. Okay. <laughs> so, so I was listening. I, I never get to take my phone to work. I can't, where I work, I can't take my phone in. So I can never call and comment on all the, all the things that you guys talk about. Oh, okay. So I like I save them up. <laughs> All right. Well, so, fire them at so, us. So yesterday you were talking about peanut butter and jelly and and the different variations of how to put it together and such. Well, when I was younger, and it's really a miracle that I'm not diabetic. I used to take peanut butter and and fry it up like a pancake and put syrup on it. <laughs> so that probably should have come with a side of insulin, but. <laughs> Did you hear? Did you hear the part where I was talking about like for breakfast when when we had to go to school? My mom, like four days out of five, would make peanut butter. She'd mix it up with syrup in a in a bowl and then spread it on toast. And that was like what we usually had for breakfast before school. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and you know, there's the ever popular peanut butter and syrup in a bowl, and then throw your bread in there and soak up all the syrup and mix it up with the peanut butter, which 
you know, I, I can't do that anymore. I'm, you know, I'm 50 years old, and that's over. All right. But but while I was thinking about that just now, uh, you're talking about the TV dads, right? We were, yeah. On Monday, we were okay. talking about the Mount so, Rushmore TV so dads. I grew up in, I'm a child of the 70s, so so Archie Bunker was always on. And and he, I'm, we're, we're not talking poster boy for father of the year, but I will tell you that two episodes that he had really stuck in my mind of that show was when Edith got sexually assaulted. I don't know if you remember that. Oh no, that was a historic show because it was real serious, and she had been, she had been, yeah, it was about rape. I mean, and the other one was when he had his own show and he got stuck in the basement of his bar and he told his helper how. This reminded him of being thrown in the closet and beaten by his dad every day. God. So, so that's that's pretty heavy stuff. But you know, the thing about Archie is, you watch him and you think, man, I just can't believe people acted like that. It's so stupid. And I think that was really what Norman Lear was going for in those shows. That's good information, Wayne. I'm glad you I'm glad you got a chance to call in. Why don't you sneak your phone into work from now on? Like, just don't tell him you have it. Just wear like an earbud or something. Yeah, I can do that and then throw, like, 20-something years away. <laughs> well, we don't want you to do that. And, and, there, and there goes my pension, and there goes, but, but love you guys. All right. Oh, and, and the other thing, the TV shows that were great that weren't were The Flash started out great, Sarah Connor Chronicles started out great, and then Gotham. Yeah, you know, I watched Gotham and I was into it until in the first season there was an episode Balloon where Man. yeah, where the bad guy was tying balloons to people and they'd float away into the atmosphere and I had to punch out. I was like, no, that's too dumb. Yeah, I, well, I, 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 I thought Gotham got I, better. I checked out right after that and the same thing with the Flash. There's 4,000 different timelines and the same thing with Sarah Connor Chronicles. It started out really good and then wound up into being just another soap opera. I kept looking for Stefano DeMera to pop up. Stefano so. DeMera. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so there's all, right. all the rabbit trails covered. Y'all well, have a great call us back. It. Keep us in touch uh, with what's going on in the world of Wayne, okay? Bye. We'll call it Wayne's World on the morning show. <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank the you, Wayne. first person ever to say that. I bet I am. <laughs> all right, thanks, Wayne. Bye. We'll talk to you later. There's should, Wayne from Abilene. If we could get him to call maybe once a week when and he just has talk about just recap just, everything. It's, it's, it's Wayne's week recap or there something like Love that. It. By the way, Gotham got better. Gotham got gruesome. By the way, by the final couple of seasons, it was like I would be watching it, and then I would think, okay, it's like a Batman show. It's on network TV, and my kid would be watching it, and then something would happen. I'm like, nope, I got to turn that off. I don't. I don't need my superhero shows to make. A hundred percent sense, but you got to admit the thing where the guy was tying balloons and then the victims would float away into the air was pretty silly. Right? Oh yeah, but when it got really good was the the following season when it was they realized look, Batman doesn't exist right yet. I mean Bruce Wayne's here, but man, Batman doesn't. So then it became all about the villains and how they became who they were, and that's when it got really good. Speaking of just back on the peanut butter for a second. I had forgotten. You know what's really good? The huh. peanut butter that's got honey in it that you buy it with the honey <gasps> ahead of time. It's so one. freaking good. So good. And then there's uh, almond butter. Almond butter's bomb. Yeah, but it's really expensive. I've it's like three had... times as much as regular peanut butter. Yeah, that's why I've never had it. I'm, um, well, I'm I just, just going to get a big old thing of peanut butter. I... It's kind of hard for some school, like for kids, because they actually don't allow, and I don't know about all schools, but they won't allow you to bring peanut butter sandwiches. 
Would the same thing apply to almond butter? I think it. Like, if you I could be allergic to peanuts, you could probably be allergic to almonds. I think they almonds, say right? you need to have sunflower. Sunflower. Sunflower butter mm-hmm. is what you can use instead. But they don't allow them because of kids with peanut allergies. And I've seen parents complain about that before because it is expensive. That's what just reminded me when Joanna said that. What's that? The, the sunflower. The sunflower seed. Yeah. yeah, it's it's more. It is more expensive. Oh, the almond butter is crazy expensive. But I decided just like I got a wild hair and just decided to splurge one day. <laughs> You're like, Treat yourself. Yeah, I spent like it's nine good? bucks on a little on a little uh, jar. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. But the okay. but the honey peanut butter. Oh, honey peanut butter. They, man, I think it's the best. They have this uh, honey butter from Bucky's. Oh, <laughs> Bucky's again. How so often good. do you go to a Bucky's? Where are you when you go to these Bucky's? Uh, every couple of months when we go to Round Rock for my wife's schooling. <laughs> there's a, a Bucky's. Bucky's. Yeah, it's still like a good half hour, 45 minute drive away from where we are. But yeah, we'll go hit it up. But as part of your itinerary? Yeah. Hey, guys. You know, we're going to Schlitterbahn tomorrow, but today's Bucky's Day. <laughs> no, if you're going to Schlitterbahn, you're going to Bucky's on the same day because they're both oh, in New Braunfels. Okay. Um, <laughs> in Vegas, the casinos reopened. They've been encouraging uh, people to go back, and they've been encouraging people to wear masks. I I take from what I'm about to tell you that they can't require it. Otherwise, yeah. why would they be offering an incentive? And that's well, what they're doing. Well, I think doing. even if they can require it, you're going to have people trying to bum rush past like they do at Walmart. They got a lot of doors at those <laughs> casinos. So the the deal some of the casinos are offering is if you uh, wear a mask, we'll give you $20 in, I guess, credit to play the slot machines or whatever you want to do. I don't know like what it comes... They don't give you a $20 bill or anything, but they, they credit you. But then I wonder if, if you take their $20 and they walk around... And you've taken off your mask for any reason? Do they want their twenty dollars back? Um, has your uh, have any family members been back to Vegas? Don't you have a cousin that goes to Vegas like every week? I think he went to Vegas not too long ago. Yeah, Did he, I've, I've seen he one friend that's gone to Vegas. My mom wants to go to my woman. You are the one at risk. Oh. No kidding. It's you were worried about Juanita. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, if some of the some of the casinos are offering a twenty dollar bonus if you'll just agree to wear a mask. I wonder if they'd give me an extra ten dollars if I wore gloves too. I don't see anything here about that, but uh, you know, better safe than sorry. They should they should up the ante. I think it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, it's been like three months or more. In fact, I think Justin was one of our last in-studio guests before we had... No, he wasn't, remember? He was close Derek, to. Derek oh, came Derek, in. Oh, Derek, that's right. Your partner came in. Click the uh, microphone button over there, Justin, I guess. The right, right, right by your right hand. Yeah, put your hand down. 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 Silver. There yeah. you go. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, I yeah. can. Good morning. Hey. Good morning, everybody. Justin Underwood is here, and we're going to go ahead and open the phone lines. You know, it takes a few minutes for the calls to start coming sure, in. Sure, sure. So if you've got a question, you'd like a little advice from an attorney. Again, this is not the same as actually consulting. Right. I mean, you are an attorney, but Sometimes. this is kind of a thing to... Uh, <laughs> to if you got a couple of questions, you'd like to be pointed in the right direction. It's like this a is useful what, guide. Yeah. It's like the Cliff Notes version instead of reading the novel. And when you say you're sometimes an attorney... You were telling me you haven't been in a courtroom. I the last time that weeks. I weeks. 
months. The months. last time I was physically inside a courtroom was Thursday, March the 12th. Damn. Um, we had, uh, well, spring break was the following week. Uh, and so we had scheduled to, you know, to go out of town with, with our family. And um, by the time that was over, we, we canceled. We didn't go on our trip, obviously, because everything mm. kind of went on lockdown. And then after that, the courts just uh, are doing, you know, kind of what everybody else is doing. Um, and so we're doing hearings via Zoom. You weren't Zoom. the guy who showed up like in a like uh, in a t-shirt, no pants uh, during a court proceeding, were you? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd show up to court with no pants if they let me. Mm. I, I, I do think we should have a, a summer um, dress code, though. I, I don't think for for be. attorneys. Yeah, I mean, who wants to wear a suit in one on one during the summer if you're not in front of a jury? You know. Back I mean, in like on. the back in the fifties, even when I was a kid, I can remember like like most men. There, if you were if you were not a blue collar worker, you you wore a suit, sure, and a tie, sure. You know, for a lot of jobs, and now it seems like attorneys, maybe bank employees, but I attorneys it, for sure are one of the on last the, ones I think it that have on the to bank employee. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I can get a lot done in shorts and flip flops. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, so how how many uh, of these remote or virtual appearances do you, have you been making so, in a typical week? In a typical, we're do, we're averaging between four and seven a day. Um, and, you know, and I have to I have to so tell that's you a lot. It, it is. But you a do lot. it all from home. Well, we do it. We can do it from home. We or can do it office. from the office. Yeah, because yeah, you know our, our office is obviously still open, but not in the courtroom. No, no, the courtrooms and I. It, the courthouse is open, right? It's technically open, but our clients aren't having to show up for hearings. And the hearings, instead of instead of a court having fifty hearings in a day, they're having like ten hearings in a day, and it's all done via Zoom um, or or email. We've been we've been able to resolve cases, um, Just especially by in the misdemeanor email. Absolutely, because you know the prosecutors, we're still able to talk to them. I have most of their cell phone numbers, so I can still annoy the snot out of them on their phones. Um, but so it's and it changes every week. Um, right now, the the Texas Supreme Court has said you cannot have jury trials unless all the parties consent until August first. Well, they issued that a month ago. Can you can you imagine? Would there be to go any to way to do it in August or September now? Would there be any way to they couldn't zoom that like with all the jury members the, and the alternates and the everybody prob- else? The problem with that is. Well, one, as as an attorney, I want to be able to see the people I'm talking to. Yeah. Th- think about this. Think about your life is on the line. You're innocent of something that someone said you did. And you're not able to look at the faces of the people who are going to make this, this decision about you. And they're complete and total strangers to you. Yeah. How, if this how were a matter I supposed of, to do if, my job? If this were a matter of I might go, go away for 30 years. Right. I, I don't think I'd be willing to say, oh, whatever makes it easy for everybody. Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do just, that if I were the guy you know, whose life was on the and, line. And anybody who tells you, oh, you don't need to see their faces, has never done our job. Yeah. Um, because when you go to jury duty, when, when you sit in there and we ask questions, it's not what you say a lot of times. It's what you don't say. Or if I say something about the, you know, about the case or about the law that's applicable to our case, and I see someone frown or I see someone roll their eyes. Roll their eyes, You right. don't think that's important? Or, or smirking. You have no idea how many, exactly, yeah. how many facial expressions. Micro-expressions. Exactly. Sometimes. And, you know, I've... 
Have you ever hired one of those yes. firms that picks yes. out and they're like really good at detecting yes. like, okay, this person absolutely would be good for you do? Absolutely. For all, for all of your- Jury consultants. Not jury for consultant. all of them, not for all of them. For, for big time cases where, you know, murder cases or um, multi-million dollar they're litigation. Really ex- they're really expensive. They're really expensive. Right? But, you know, if you spend 60 grand to win 5 million, that's- Pretty good, pretty good deal, right? An investment. Or you spend sixty grand, um, and you're found not guilty of something that you didn't do, or you're found not guilty of something that you, you did, did do. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the phone number again. If you got any kind of question uh, that you would like to run past an attorney, just kind of get uh, a, a practicing attorney's opinion of what's going on and possibly some guidance or direction. You can give us a call this morning on the toll-free studio line, which is open now at 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. So before we're ready to get to calls, Brandon, a couple of things you want to talk about. First of all, there's a food drive going on in Abilene or San Angelo? San Angelo is where this one's happening. It's going to be today. It's coming up at uh, 5 p.m. today. It's at the Concho Valley Regional Food Bank. It's in the parking lot. And the important thing on this one is that there is no ID or registration required for this pickup. It is open to everybody. So maybe you know somebody who is in need of food in the Concho Valley. You can swing by, you can pick it up, and then you can get it to them. So you can get all of your information up at buzzadamshow.com. Again, it's happening today from 5 until 7 at the Concho Valley Regional Food Bank. That's at 1313 South Hill Street. Also, um, did you say that uh, Mr. Underwood is is getting a big award? He is, <laughs> and that he doesn't He's, want to talk about it. Or he something? was. I thought that's what you said. He was trying like, to be humble, but he was voted greatest lawyer in the universe <laughs> by his kids for Father's Day. By yeah, yeah. nice everybody. <laughs> thank thank and you, Jackson. He, thank and, you, everybody. And he doesn't want to uh, admit it. I guess. What, what, I don't know what he's talking about. The El Paso Bar Association every year does uh, Law Day awards, um, and I'm very humbled to. Um, be their selection for 2020 Outstanding Lawyer. Yes! I'm going to make it like... You were their selection for Outstanding... Lawyer. Lawyer. Yes. Okay. He's on no, just Outstanding in Well, general. I was going to, like, best, <laughs> best beard in the bar. <laughs> you know? Yes! Uh, well, congratulations. Thank you. That Thank sounds you. huge. I, I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. Are they going to have a... Like a presentation, yeah, or is everything so, quarantined? This well, year? so they're gonna we're, we're gonna have a, they're gonna have an awards dinner, but the, the way they have it set up is uh, all the tables are spaced apart. Um, your like family members will stay at the same tables. Our firm will stay at one table. Social distancing, masks, um, and they're having it at the Plaza Hotel on Saturday, and so that very fancy. Very Isn't fancy. that the one they just ribbon cut? Yes, like last week. Yes. Did you? See, well, I know you saw. I, I, I did. Drew my attention. I to did. It. So the mayor, uh, DeMargo, yes. is the mayor of El Paso, and on Tuesday, I believe, correct, he had asked the governor, which it sounds like he got permission right. to make you know make it, the rules in El Paso more stringent if necessary than the rest of Texas. Correct. That was Tuesday. Correct. Wednesday. He, along with a bunch of other people, I think Tommy was there, Tommy yes, Gonzalez. Yes, sir. Maybe Mr. Foster was there. I, I believe, was trying to identify I Mr. everybody. Foster was there, yeah. Yeah. So there's a picture of all of them doing this ribbon cutting for the plaza. No mask. Mm-hmm. And we heard, okay, so this is what the, uh, well, I don't know if it's a spokesman for the mayor, but somebody said they only took the mask off to do the photo. And I'm like, 
Well, if it's all about setting an example, why would you take the mask off to do the photo? Right. Have the mask on when you do the photo. I mean, right. if this is all about, hey, we're not in the clear yet, we need to take this more seriously, why would you choose to take the mask off for the photo? That's way above my pay grade, thank God. <laughs> But, but you can see in, in the picture, um, you know, you can see some of their masks hanging from yeah, the air. Yeah, so some I of do them have it in there. They, they were wearing them. Right. But mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is that's when you would want the mask on. I mean, I guess you... When you're you know, standing up there shoulder to shoulder with people, yeah. Well, well that yeah. and also when you know this is a photo that's going to be shared with the media and the city's going to share it and everything else, have the mask on. I, I, me, personally, I also think that it's kind of a... A badge now that we all wear. If you if you live through 2020, this is the year of the mask, right? I mean, looking back 10, 15 years from now, we can be like, oh yeah, remember the. Not everybody. I well, mean, some people wear it as a badge that they don't wear a mask. Yeah, that's and true. I have to give you an update. Yesterday, I was talking about some people on my Facebook, and I never mentioned any name. And I said there there are people I know who that's their whole personality is. I don't wear a mask, no matter what. Like they'll tell me, and I, I'll refuse to do it. It's like sure. it's like a part of their core belief system is not to wear a mask. So today, I had like four messages from people saying, <laughs> "Hey, I heard you talking about me." I didn't say who it was. I just said, "I got there's a there's right. somebody on Facebook that is very proud that they don't wear a mask." Right. And I heard from four, five, half dozen uh, people who said. I heard you talking about me, and none of them were the person that I was actually talking about. So not only is it wrapped up in their persona, it's like, hey, give me credit where credit is due. Right. I'm the guy not wearing the mask. And think about this. I don't care if you wear a mask or not. It doesn't matter to me. But what I do care about is, and I know this is going to sound cliche, I have multiple friends who are are physicians, multiple, even some of them who are staunch Republicans as doctors. Wear your mask. And it's not to, they're right. It's not to protect you, but it's to keep you from giving it to somebody else who could give it to, to somebody else yeah. who it could kill them. I, I don't know about everybody else, but I, I, that would break my heart. I, I wouldn't be able to live with that if I knew, I, oh, I, you know, I could have worn a mask, and, like but, if I, they could, but I didn't because I'm a badass, you know what I mean? So I didn't wear a mask. If they could trace it back and it was like I was the person because I decided I wasn't going to wear a mask into Walmart or whatever. And because of me, somebody picked it up, gave it to another person. That person died because they're 80. And gave it to their uncle because they yeah. have high blood pressure and, and he passed away. Yeah. No thanks. Um, where were these people when the no shirt, no shoes uh, was in place? Like, were they going in barefoot? Walmart. No, they're at Walmart. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> having a rule about a mask for a business is the same as a business saying no shirt, no shoes, no service. And I've never heard anybody like, my rights. To not have I'm a shirt on. I'm not wearing on. a shirt. I'm not wearing shoes. Um, Sounds like home. You know what I mean? Maybe there's a way. And it seems like it has really broken down ideologically. You know, you say that, yeah, doctors uh, across the board. The ones are, that I know are, are pretty absolutely. much right, most of them. Let's say, you know, 90%. I agree. Them. I would agree with that number. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We do have calls for Ask a Lawyer with Attorney. Justin Underwood from the law offices of Wyatt Underwood Trial Lawyers. So this is not a consultation. This is uh, just like a brief little bit piece of feedback on, on any questions you might have. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to our first caller, and it's Jesus. Hello, Jesus. Hey, Jesus. Uh, hello. Good morning, Jesus. Hello, what's, your, what's your question? Uh, 
Okay, uh, brief as possible. Yeah. I have uh, two traffic warrants. Okay. Uh, one for no registration and one for no insurance. Uh, lately, I got my insurance, but when I went to go get a temporary plate so I can get registration, they, like, blackballed or they put a hold on my license. You can't register while you have outstanding war- right. warrants, I think? Right. No. So, they, are they local, Jesus? Are, are your tickets from here? Yes, <laughs> yes, sir. They're, they're here from El Paso, Texas. How old are they? Well, they've been before all this pandemic came on because I, I'm, I was supposed to go to court, but when they sent me the the paper to go to court, the courts were already closed. You got a pen? Uh, no, I don't. I'm well, outside. Okay, well, remember remember this. E- either email me at wyattunderwoodtriallawyers.com or call 485-9100. Ask for Blanca. She can fix your problems. Really? Okay. I mean, yeah, how's it gonna How's it gonna fix the problem? So, so typically, what happens is this. So I'm just gonna use you as an, as an example. So you got, let's say, you got the tickets like in January, right? You were scheduled for court originally in March. Pandemic hits. Yeah. Everything's canceled, right? So you miss your court date. They issue a warrant on a traffic ticket, right? So what yes, we can do is, as attorneys, I can file a motion to recall the warrant um, with the municipal courts. The municipal courts are back open on a limited schedule, but they are back open, so I do have access to the judges and their clerks, and they're really good about it. I mean, we usually get turnaround on traffic warrants um, 48 to 72 hours. So call my office or email us. If they're, especially if they're, they're new, we can usually recall those warrants pretty quick. And then what we do after that is we actually set it up for court dates to see. You know, a lot of times if you, if you get a ticket for no insurance, um, if you provide insurance later, or for, in your case, this is for registration. If after the ticket you get your registration done, we provide proof of registration to the courts, and typically the, the city attorney's office is pretty, pretty cool about it. Were, were you going to contest the tickets? Jesus? Oh no, no, no! I'm, I'm, I have to, I have to register my vehicle legit. You know, I'm just, I just can't do it because my my license is on hold. Yeah, but but you were going to go to court for the traffic tickets. If you were just going to pay the traffic ticket, why would you have to go to court? You just pay the ticket, right? right. Uh, What's your, why is your license on hold? Your license shouldn't be on hold because you have traffic tickets. Do you have some? You have a bunch of tickets from the past where they suspended it. No, it's not suspended. It's just I haven't been able to go to court to at least let them know that I'm gonna get the insurance. I'm gonna yeah. get the registration. No, no worries. I already got the register. I, I already got the insurance. Right. I just haven't had the registration. I, I absolutely contact my office. Ask for Blanca. She can fix all your all right. problems. Okay, hey Sus. Hold on, hey, um, hey okay, Sus. If anything, what's the email again? If you don't it's, mind, it's Wyatt Underwood Trial Lawyers dot com. Let me tell you, he doesn't mind repeating that, Jesus. WyattUnderwoodTrialLawyers.com. Wyatt <laughs> well, Jesus, Jesus are, you the one from the, are you the one from the Facebook chat? Yes. Okay, I'll, I'm going to put the link to uh, WyattUnderwoodTrialLawyers.com in the Facebook chat. So or, you can Brandon, click it directly oh, there. You can, put my email on there. you can put my email on there, too. JBULAW915 at gmail.com. JBULAW915 at gmail.com. However you need to get a hold of us, Jesus, just make sure I have your um, your phone number and my office. Uh, I'll, I'll get them to, to get a hold of you, man. Okay, yeah, that way when I go inside, I'll go ahead and get a pen right away so we won't get erased. Cool. 10 okay. brother. All right. Have thanks, a good day, Jesus. man. We'll see you. You know, I get a ticket every few years. Yeah, everybody does. You know, um, everybody does. Come down. <laughs>
<laughs> but if I'm Some not gonna, gonna not, unless I'm gonna contest the ticket and say I right. shouldn't have to pay this, I'm not gonna go to court for right. it. Did I miss something? Yeah, you should. You should call WyattUnderwoodTravelers.com. I get it dismissed. Four eight five nine one hundred. It's not a guaranteed dismissal, but we have mechanisms where we are we are really effective at fighting tickets. There's just th- those of us who who are in that business. We are because Texas operates on a point system, right? Like if you get if you just mail in, you, you, you pay online or whatever, you get convicted of the ticket. Those are points that go in your driving record. Oh. And so normally, you know, you got to have a lot of points to to have it affect your driver's license. But yeah, when you I was younger, never know. So I'd say fight them all. When I was younger, if I got like a hundred and twenty dollar ticket and it oh, was yeah. going to knock my bank account back to zero, oh, yeah. like I might have done it. Now, but it's like it happens so infrequently. I just okay, yeah, especially if I was right, you know, I was going over the speed limit, so I'll pay the thing. But and I'd always heard that thing about your insurance going Which, up, you know, I don't see that a ton unless you unless something happened, like if your license gets suspended because you accumulate so many points, obviously it's going to affect your insurance, yeah. But if you get a speeding ticket once a year. Do I think it's going to affect your insurance? No. I'm talking about once every three or four years. I'll get a speeding ticket. Well, maybe you should live and really, a little there, Buzz. And really, I mean, I, I know this sounds terrible. <laughs> maybe I should what? Live a little there, Buzz. <laughs> what, speed more? No, I do speed. I just get away with it. <laughs> to me, it's worth it. If you only get a ticket once every two or three or four right. years. Right. But I've gotten to all these places on time. so much faster. <laughs> It's it's a it's a fair deal. I mean, to me. here's the deal: the studies. I mean, you don't need studies for me to, to tell you this. Normal people speed. If you're not speeding, you are driving abnormally. I have seen police reports with my own eyes where people get pulled over on the freeway because they're doing 55 miles an hour. Oh, they're not keeping up with the uh, normal course of traffic. They got a ticket for going 55. No, but it gives them probable cause to pull them over for whatever reason. Oh. But if you're driving 70 on I-10, your chances of being pulled over, as long as you're not swerving or, you know, or anything crazy like that, you know where are real, less than if you're going under the speed limit. You know where it's real tempting is if you're driving on one of the interstates in West Texas. Oh, yeah. And, and it's oh, yeah. so flat, and you can see everything for road. 10 oh, miles in all direction. You're like, I'm going to Autobahn it, man. And you know there's Absolutely. A, and, you know there's a, <laughs> and you know there's a Bucky's an hour and a half away. Oh, but, dude, Bucky's. Say Justin knows what's up. Bucky's is the best thing but ever. The state highway patrol is so good at although you can see the entire surrounding, they're behind the one tumbleweed. <laughs> right, right. And so on. I will tell you, if you're not using Waze, use Waze. Talk to each other. Michael, hello, Michael, has a question about personal injury. Hey, Michael, it what's going on? Like, hi, Michael. Hey, uh, yeah, um, a couple months ago, I had a little incident uh, at a work site, and um, I was like four feet, four and a half feet above a wall. Okay. The ladder slipped from underneath me, and I slammed my arm on the wall. Went to the went to Las Palmas to okay. um, get my arm checked. The doctor only looked at it. He didn't do any X-rays. He didn't check for any muscle damage or anything like that. Just told me to put ice on it, go home. You know, send me with no restrictions, whatever. The next day, I went back to my work site. I lifted up, uh, I mean, I think it was like a 75-pound plate, and uh, my bicep tore. I went back to the hospital, and I saw the same doctor. And I told him that you sent me home, and you said I was fine, and then my muscle tore. And then finally he did an x-ray and then told me that my bicep tore, and I had to have surgery. Now it's kind of uh, messing with the, 
the way I work and, you know, with uh, what I do at school, trying to, because I'm a welder at Western Tech and gotcha. just trying to trying to keep my position, it, it causes a lot of pain if I hold it for too long. There are or special... Yeah, Michael, there, there are specialized lawyers who do um, stuff like that, who, who, who are specialized. If there's a medical malpractice case, email me, and I will get you the names of the three people locally who I would send you to in a heartbeat. Well, because is that the, the angle that this in, is going? That it's if, a medical malpractice, or is your is you the know, is your employer not wanting to pay did, well, did for you, the workman's comp? Yeah, well, Michael, did you file I, for workman's like comp? To, no, no, I, I don't work for anybody. I'm self-employed. Okay, okay. okay so you were working on a job. You so went to the hospital. So, yeah, you, I was just uh, removing old ventilation. So, okay. the, so the issue is with the doctor who improperly diagnosed you the first time. Pretty much. Okay. Because when I first went in, he didn't do anything. He didn't even touch my arm. He just looked at it, sent me home, put ice on it, no restrictions, no x-rays, nothing. So what you're going to need... Next, I went back the next day with the torn bicep. Okay, so what, what you'll need, Michael, um, is is email me. I'll give you the names of, of the people, but I can tell you what they're going to ask for because I've been through this. They're going to ask... Them, make sure that you have your medical records from your initial visit where, you know, basically they... they they saw you and released you uh, and didn't make any findings. And then, obviously, you're going to need your medical records from the – you said you went back the next day, right? Yeah, I went back the next day. It wasn't even 12 hours. They later. gave you the okay. paperwork, though, from the first well, I mean, visit. It wasn't even 24 hours later. Did you get your discharge paperwork each time? Yeah, I have okay. both of them. So that's, yeah. a, that's a good – that's not going to be your complete medical record by any stretch of the imagination. But that is a good starting point for, for what they need to go and look at. Um, if there's anything there, the, the people I have in mind will—that's who who we send our specialized cases to. Okay, yeah, I even have my paperwork for my surgery. Yes, absolutely. What exactly they did, uh, according to my doctor, that both of my both both of my muscle strands were clean off the bone, and so now I have. They had to stitch them together, bring them down, and then I have two anchors in my own, in it, my forearm. It's oh. super painful. Wait, so, so how did you find out that it was more serious after you saw the doctor? Like, how did you learn that it was was more serious than what he said? Uh, well, because I had massive bruising, uh-huh. like my almost my entire right arm on the inside was completely bruised. It was just black and purple because I hit the wall pretty hard, and then with my weight dragging it down, it completely scraped my arm. So I had yeah, but how did you know that the muscle was torn from the from the arm? Or oh, whatever? the next day. Yeah. The next oh, day. because when I lifted up the plate, I felt a tear in my arm, and I saw my bicep come up. God. All right. Yeah. And All right. It didn't even hurt. It, was, it felt really weird, and it looked weird, too. It hurts. But I Having your bicep torn. At all. Having it your bicep torn. Muscle. It hurts, doesn't it? No, it didn't hurt. I didn't Are you it. kidding me? Mm. No. no normally, that injury is very painful. It was painful when I tried to stretch my arm out after it tore. I got you. But, like, if I kept my arm close to myself, it, it didn't. I couldn't feel any of the pain or anything. I just felt the tear, and I saw my muscle come up, and that was it. Okay. Okay. Michael. I wasn't in any pain unless I stretched it out. Weird. You got that email? WyattUnderwoodTrialLawyers.com. Uh, um, but do do everyone a favor. Just start gathering all your – you need to gather your, your medical records that you have and your surgery stuff that you have because that's going to be the start point. Yeah, because I really haven't really tried to pursue it because I don't have the money or the time to – or mostly just the money to, to you know – Go have a consultation with an injury and attorney. Absolutely, most injury attorneys will will do it on a contingency, which means you don't pay anything yeah. unless you win. So uh, I've okay. got a couple people in mind. Yeah. So just shoot me an email, man. All right, Michael. Yeah, it's even hard to make twenty bucks. I mean, I got ten kids at the house. <laughs> you got ten kids 10 at the house. Kids? 
I actually have 14. Uh, I have God, eight biological you, and oh six stepchildren. You should have landed on your crotch. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Oh, man. If only you could have, you know, right there in the baby maker, right? <laughs> Can you imagine? I, I can't. I what can't did the doctor do that was so wrong? We got to take a break. I want to sure. come back as like, okay, well, the doctor didn't catch it. Doctors aren't perfect. Yeah, Does it do cases, society right. good to sue him? Well, it depends it, because you, doctors are held to a certain standard Let, of care. I got to take a break, gotcha. but I want to ask you about this. Gotcha. And then yes, we sir. got Brian and we have Ryan. So both of you callers, hang on, and I'm, I'm going to get to you as soon as we come back. It's Ask a Lawyer with Attorney Justin Underwood and more on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we got one more segment. We still have, uh, and I'm going to get to all these callers before we're done. It's Ask a Lawyer with Attorney Justin Underwood. Brandon did put up the uh, the link there to the email because a lot of people were asking about that. You can find it on our Facebook page. Let's go in order. And uh, Ryan is up first with a question for Attorney Justin Underwood. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. What's up, man? Hey, Justin, long time no here. What's going on, brother? I've uh, been being good. Uh, I got myself in a little bit of trouble this okay. uh, yesterday. Uh, it's not here in town. Okay, where at? I had a, uh, it's in New Mexico. Where in New Mexico? Uh, Eddie County. Carlsbad? Yeah, it's a fishing game violation, and the officer that cited me for this didn't do it in person. He filed it in two different counties, here in uh, Eddie and in Santa Fe, and it got dismissed in Santa Fe because uh, it wasn't done in a timely manner. Wait, you got a ticket from a cop, not from a park ranger? Or, uh... it, it's a uh, game and fish office. Game and it's fish a game, office. Warden, game warden, right? Yes, sir. They're like state police now. What What did they write your ticket for? Uh, well, it's for, uh, I put in for a permit as a New Mexico resident. Ah. Elk or, or so, deer? Well, at the time, I was living in New Mexico, so... Yeah, but were you after elk or deer? Deer. Uh-huh. So, you where'd you, you moved to El Paso? Yeah, well, I'm staying here in El Paso now. Well, I, I voted in El Paso. That's, I guess, what they're claiming. That's how they figured it out. So, basically, what they're saying is you put in for a draw for... New Mexico's on a draw system. Texas is different. You can just hunt whenever, uh, as long as you have right. a license and permission from the landowner. But New Mexico is a draw. Um, they only give out a certain number of tags... For per animal per year. So if you don't live in New Mexico, you obviously cannot draw as a New Mexico resident. What was, the wa- what was the warrant for, though? Well, it wasn't a warrant. It was a citation. Oh, so a citation. So, you know, I'm, I'm not guilty yet. Well, here's the, only, the, the real question I have, Ryan, and I mean, here's the big one. Can you, prove you're re- can you prove you were living in New Mexico at the time that you did the application for the draw? I can, but my ex doesn't want to get involved. Well, she's going to need to get involved because those tickets are super expensive and will affect your ability to draw or hunt in the future. Right. Well, this is where the problem lies, Justin. I had court yesterday. Um, Due to COVID, they've been changing the scheduling. Okay. And uh, I missed it. Um, I've got a public defender that was appointed to me. Uh, There's been some miscommunication. Well, now the judge is upset that I missed yesterday's hearing i called telephonically but because there's been so much confusion for so long uh she wanted me to waive my rights as far as granting them more time because the case should be dismissed right now because it hasn't been processed in a timely manner 
I'm so confused. Now, the one it. in Santa Fe, the, the one in Santa Fe was dismissed because of that. Now the same thing should have happened yesterday, but I didn't realize I had court. Here's what I want you so to now do. I've got a, yeah, now call, I've got a bench warrant. So call Daniel Avalar in my office. He's our associate attorney. Is licensed in New Mexico. Call our office. Danny will be there today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down there in just a little bit. So check in with the office, Ryan. Ask for Danny, and I will – between me and Danny and you, we can figure this out. All right, Ryan. Okay. okay. Thanks for the call. All right, what's brother. going on? Tell me what's happening. He went hunting. He had a license? So in New Mexico, okay, New Mexico only issues – uh, they should let anybody shoot a deer because there's so many dead deer on the side of the road, and I know they hit cars and probably did a lot of damage. You ought to you ought to be able to shoot all. But the you have to you do like game it. management. Which I know. I know a lot know. of people don't think, but hunters are actually the ones who are the most responsible for for the you know the herds growing and and animals uh, recovering and and stuff so like that. Did he get caught shooting a deer? No. So basically, he. He what he what they're saying he did is that he was living in Texas, but that he filed as a New Mexico resident because if you live in New Mexico, your chances of drawing a tag go up exponentially. Versus if you live in El Paso or you live in Texas and you're trying to draw for deer or elk in New Mexico, they're going to give more chances to so their he didn't own get, residents. He didn't get ticketed in the act of hunting. No, it's just he the, got ticketed oh. for applying for a New Mexico game tag. As a New Mexico resident. And that's expensive? Oh my gosh, the fines are outrageous. Like how much? Five, six, seven thousand dollars. What? Oh yeah. Holy crap. Dude, if you hit one of the hit one of the road workers, you only have to pay a ten thousand dollar <laughs> fine if you hit one of the, those workers. Don't you ever be, seen those don't signs? be with the wildlife in New Mexico. Good you know God. What I mean? All right. Uh, let's get another call. And this is gonna be uh, Brian. Hello, Brian. Hey Brian. Good morning. Hey, Brian, uh, you got a question for attorney Justin Underwood? I do. Yeah, fire away. Talk to me, dude. So, so I'm in the middle of a divorce. and uh, Congratulations. During our, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> during our separation, I racked up a bunch of uh, credit card debt. Okay. So, so I'm wondering, um, number one, can I consolidate this, and should I consolidate it? If you can get a better interest rate, absolutely. Um, it, that's going to depend. There's, there's two answers to, to this question. If you can get a, a lot of time there's there's credit card companies who will let you open a credit account and you can transfer all your balances and you can do it all at once. Now, my, my gut feeling is if you've got a ton of outstanding debt that you're trying to get relief from, you, you might not be able to do that. So the other option that you could do is you can uh, consolidate debt uh, during a bankruptcy, but that's got its whole other can of worms, and I am not a bankruptcy attorney, but I do know two in town. Um, so it just depends on where you're at as far as being able to open another line of credit. Um, the other thing that, that you can do is is sometimes people will go to the bank. Uh, you just go to your bank uh, and ask for some type of consolidation loan to do just that. And if you, if you apply and you qualify, then they can actually give you a loan where you basically they give you a loan for the amount that's owed. You pay off all the credit cards, and then you just owe the bank. Uh, you know what? what you so you're paying the, the bank instead of the credit card, Absolutely. and they're, they're going to give you kindlier terms. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right, Brian. And I can I can do this during the divorce. Uh, do you have a, Do you have a divorce attorney? I do. Uh, talk. I don't see why you can't, because if it's your personal debt that you're going to be assuming, as long as everything is clear that you're going to be assuming that debt, I don't see the issue. But I would obs- obviously I would run it by your lawyer. Okay. Cool, uh, man. Great. 
Take care of yourself, brother. Okay. I appreciate it. Best of luck. Thanks. Thanks for calling, Brian. And we got one more here. This is all the time for calls we're going to have, gotcha. but we appreciate everybody calling. Absolutely. Cassandra's uh, got a question for Ask a Lawyer with Justin Underwood. Hi, Cassandra. Hey, Cassandra. Hi, how are you? Uh, good. What's your okay, question? How are you? Okay, so this is a kind of a difficult situation. Um, sometime last month, I got a bill uh, in, in my apartment complex for okay. my electricity, and it was $986. Say what? For an apartment? For a one-bedroom apartment with a window unit air conditioner. $900? You must have got yeah. charged for the whole building or something. I, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's insane. Our our law office during the summertime running like four refrigerated air units yeah. is like 800 bucks. Well, you need that because there's so much hot air going around the law offices. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing is, is the majority of the time that while this was going on, I was the majority of the time I was at work. Um, there's, it's not very often that, you know, I'm not, I'm at my apartment running up so much stuff. And whenever I leave, I turn everything off. I would contact the electric company and be like, yeah, that's not going to happen. There's, there's, and I did that. there's yeah. no uh, way that a one bedroom apartment is going to have, I mean, unless you're running like a radio station out of your bedroom. What did they say? Something. What did the electric company say when you contacted so, them? I paid an extra $70 to have somebody come out and check the meter because they came and checked it the first time and they said it was all right. I was like, okay, well, come and check it again. Something's wrong. <laughs> Whatever and they I are smoking, them, send them to our office because that's ridiculous. Yeah. Did they and say anything was wrong with the... They had somebody come out too. Uh-huh. And um, everybody, they had, like, we had like three people checking the meter because I thought it was something wrong with the meter. And... They're getting readings on their devices saying that it's a major appliance malfunction, like the water heater or the air conditioner. There's no way. Uh-uh. That's I, what I, I mean, saying. unless un- you'd have to be operating like the flex capacitor out of your refrigerator traveling through time. Unless you've got a secret $900. basement where somebody's running a major marijuana grow operation with all these indoor lights. Right. How right. could now, you if, possibly? If that's going on, I would like to come over and check it out myself. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no, I, th- there's no way you should pay that. I would absolutely unequivocally do not pay that. That there's that's impossible. Yeah, and that's that's what exactly what I told him. I was like, there is no way in heck that I'm going to be able to pay this off, much less you know, I, I I wasn't even there. Have you talked to your apartment manager? I did, and, and they called. They they had the electric them. company come okay. out too, right? Um, and I, I talked to both of them, and I was like, okay, so what are we going to do about this bill? And they said, well, so-and-so is not going to pay it because it's the owner. And she said the owner wasn't going to pay it. I'm like, so, Is it a big complex with, like, like hundreds of units or just a few? Um, it's a fairly big complex. We have, like, six or seven buildings. Oh, okay. No, All right. That there's four. Do yeah, you know, yeah, there's seven or eight buildings. Do you know your neighbors, Cassandra? Uh, I do know my neighbors. Okay, ask your neighbors for their for their electric bills. Let's do some okay. comps because I can't imagine that you have anything in your apartment sucking up that much electricity that's that different from your neighbors. Also, and I just exactly. want to throw this in there for seventy dollars to make a service call, they ought to pinpoint which appliance it is, and right? Don't you think? Well, like, if, if think yeah. about this, this is like how this is how this is how it works, right? They they get money 
they get the $900 if, if it's your fault. So they send a service call. They send somebody out who works for them. What you mm-hmm. might need to do is get an independent electrician to come out and check it so you can have another opinion for you know someone different who doesn't work for the company who's alleging you owe $900. There's no way a one-bedroom apartment. <clears throat> no well, then way. Then that's a $70 call for that, and all of a sudden you're like more than one-eighth of your way toward what it's going to cost. Yeah, there's, anyway. there's out of, <laughs> out of general well. principle, Cassandra, if you pay that $900 bill, I'm just going to lose it. Yeah. No, I, um, I, something's wrong. We Something. actually had two separate contractors come out, the apartment complex did. They had two separate contractors come out, and they, they were saying the exact same thing. That it was an appliance? That it was either the water heater or the air conditioner. That it was a major appliance sucking up all that energy. There's, that energy you could run both of those. You could run both of those 24 hours a day for six months. With all the windows open. With all the windows open, and it's not going to be 900 bucks. That, That's think, what I was think about the think about the electricity that these two appliances use. It's just not that much. I hate to say yeah. it, but you might have to pay an electrician I, to come I, out on your own absolutely. and tell you what's going on with your apartment and have the, or have someone come out and check your water heater and check Could anybody your, be stealing electricity? Mean, is could, that any way yeah, somebody steal, is that it why you're asking all, about the neighbors? It happens all the time. I, I don't want to, you know, a lot of time, you know, and it, that is a crime. It, it is a felony to, you know, to steal electricity. Um depending upon how much you steal, um it, it can be yeah. a, an absolute felony uh felony, but um I would I if they are saying it's one of those two uh, appliances, we'll get someone to check those two appliances and say, no, it's not, and then put the ball back in their court. Okay. All right. All right. Good luck to you, Cassandra, but don't pay that bill. I mean, you don't want to get your you don't want to get your electricity <laughs> shut off in the month of June. And definitely, I was about to say, I am a 25-year-old single single woman living in a one-bedroom apartment. There is no way I'm going to pay that no bill. way. <laughs> Just whatever you do, do not turn the lights down on your grow operation, okay, because you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> thanks, Cassandra, for thanks, the call. Cassandra, and good, good luck. luck. Best of luck I to you. It, y'all. Right, Take we'll care. See it. There's Cassandra. That's inspired me. And this has to do with my cable. To actually look Uh-oh. at your bill? So look at your bill? I pay... If you saw my cable bill, you would say, okay, he's not getting any breaks. He's definitely you know, paying for a lot of stuff. I recorded something on my DVR... And I couldn't fast forward through the commercials. Isn't that infuriating? Is that a new thing that they're doing? Yes. It's, it's, for 20 years, I've been recording, yeah. you know, or whatever it's been yeah. on my DVR. That's one of the points of recording it on a DVR. Well, I it? go to watch a Bob's Burgers, and I get to the commercials. I'm going to zap through the commercials. Uh-huh. It says, you cannot fast forward through these commercials. If they're pulling this, it's time for a revolt. Listen. R- right. <laughs> I... I, I but it wasn't doing choir. it on other shows. I, I think that the, the amount that I pay for my cable, I should not have to watch one GD commercial <laughs> off of my DVR. I think these companies and these advertising companies got together and said, you know what? We're getting cut out of the loop here. How can we inconvenience people? But you know what I, they I could agree. do? They could make it so that's across the board. You, you can't zap through the commercials, but they ought to give us the cable for free. Right. You know, because that's how it works if you've got one of these streaming services. Absolutely. You, you agree to watch a couple commercials, and you don't have to pay as much for the streaming exactly. service. Exactly. But I shouldn't have to pay and watch the commercials. Right. <laughs> All right, Justin, thank you for coming hey, by thanks, today. thanks, guys. Be Great good to, to each see other. You. Please wear a mask. Wash your hands. Stay away from, you know, He's talking people. to you, Buzz. Are you? Directly. Okay, well, I'm not wearing well, a mask. Here. <laughs> but I, you don't, but I do you don't have, have to wear a mask in your car. 
Yeah, that's always weird. Lot. That is weird when I see that. If you that. want to, yeah. go ahead. But it's it's summertime. It's a hundred degrees outside. I would I, when I see somebody in, the in their car and it, they're the only one in the car. I'm thinking. Is it comfortable? I mean, is is the mask comfortable to some know. people that you want to wear it, or maybe, you, maybe like you get so used to sense it? Sense of security? I, I I don't know. Or maybe they're playing Top Gun. Be good. All right, thank you, Justin. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we're gonna get into entertainment news with Joanna coming up here in just a few minutes. A lot of entertainment news to tell you about. I got a, uh, I guess we all did, got a Facebook message uh, from one of our listeners who is in Mexico City. Uh, Ricardo says, well, let me read it because it's very flattering. (laughs) Uh, Hi, Buzz, big fan here. I'm from El Paso, Juarez border, but I live in Mexico City now. Yesterday I was listening to the best morning show on the planet, and I assume he's talking about us. (laughs) While a freaking, I don't know. we get some of those messages sometimes. Where it's like, I was listening to the best morning show, and then it's like Bobby and Bones. Then I, switched yeah. over to <laughs> I switched over on commercial and heard this. No, he says I was listening to the best morning show on the planet while a freaking earthquake hit us, seven point one, and then he included a video oh. that I guess he took. Let me see if I can enlarge this. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, also, let me see if I can get some audio going on. So. Maybe I can enlarge it even more. Ooh. Can I? How do you go to full screen or whatever? That little screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a building. I think the building is going to start like oh. doing the hula dance. You ready? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can you see? It's just rocking oh back and God. forth. No. Mm-mm. Holy oh. cow. God, and there are people walking oh. right in front of the building. It looks like that thing could come down at any minute. Are those people walking in front of the building? They just started to care. Like, what else? The earthquake wasn't centered in Mexico City. How many miles away? 200. It was 200 miles away. So this is the effect 200 miles away. Ooh. And this is why I have panic attacks during earthquakes. Leaning Tower of Jesus. I mean, I don't want to throw I don't want to throw any shade here, but I think like maybe they don't have the same kind of regulations when it well, comes to construction. No, that, it, it, that we depe- do. it depends though, because some of the buildings have been grandfathered in. So you have some buildings in different cities in the United States that uh, aren't up to fire or earthquake code, and it's because of the fact that they were made before a certain year. Uh, so yeah, no, there'll be there'll be areas in like historic districts that will have buildings that could do something like that. But actually, because the building is moved so much, it, it might actually be a, a more recently built building. And the reason why is because when they move like that, it's actually made to withstand the shaking from the earthquake. Oh, bend, so, don't break, right? Yeah. So uh. if it was an older building and it was made from something else um, and it wasn't up to these codes, it would be more likely to break. And I remember because there was a lot of different buildings that they started saying they made it out of a certain kind of metal. So it would have more of an ability to fluctuate with the shaking. Because, yeah, as the earthquakes do get a lot stronger, you have problems where, like, you have, like, the concrete um, 
parking structures and things like that that you saw collapse. Now they build them with the metal so that they would be able to withstand the shaking more. Oh, our Facebook feed just got partially muted. We must have got popped again. What'd you do? It says, may contain music that belongs to Warner Music Group Rights did Management. We, did you play music? At You know, at this point, it could be like if somebody used a music bed as the background of a commercial mm-hmm. and that aired, oh. they might pop us Oh, that. it is. It's the Weezer commercial. What's the Weezer commercial? We just had the new, oh. their new song. Oh, new yeah. Song. Yeah, the Weezer commercial. God dang it. Thanks, Weezer. Uh, Rivers. Do I have to end the video then? <laughs> it I says muted it. It says that it's partially muted. I don't okay, know. Okay, then we're, I, I think we're still good. We're Nobody's gonna, complaining online, so I'm going to assume it's all right. We also That's, had an electrician that wrote in about the Ask Laura thing and said, if it's an all-electrical part, apartment, the AC may have had an electric heat. It's seen when the electric heat and the AC unit run at the same time, and I've seen that before. That person, um, they said that might be the listener's problem with it. So yeah, electric. Justin was also not done being asked a lawyer when he left. <laughs> he got in his truck and then jumped in the Facebook chat, and he kept <laughs> responding that uh, uh, for Cassandra, he asked, are the um, appliances supplied by the apartments? If so, the apartments <laughs> might be responsible for the bill. Right. You don't usually install your own air conditioning in an apartment. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. And especially like the stove and the washing machine and whatever else is in there. I don't know if Cassandra's still listening, but I that is a good point. Yeah. Um, well, we would hope she's still listening. Apparently, we're the best morning show ever. On the planet. On the planet. Hey. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Entertainment news. What do you got for us today? Well. Lay it on me. Okay. The Karate Kid sequel, Cobra Kai, has found a new home at Netflix. The future of the show, which was a breakout hit for YouTube in 2018. It was good. Well, it scored a record-setting season two premiere, became uncertain when the online video service signaled that it was shifting from scripted to unscripted programming. The series, which follows original Karate Kid stars Ralph Macchio and William Zabka, picks up decades after the Billy Zabka. Oh, okay. I mean, he was Billy Zabko when Karate Kid came out. <laughs> but now he's William. Well, now he's William. He grew up. Oh. He's not a Karate Kid anymore. He's a, <laughs> he's karate, a karate Man. man. <laughs> <laughs> Under the terms of the deal, the first two seasons of Cobra Kai will premiere on Netflix this year with an all-new third season to follow. It is time to solve mysteries. Netflix is rebooting the classic Unsolved Mysteries television show, and the streaming service dropped a trailer for the upcoming series yesterday. The first six... Ah, yeah. There we go. Oh, I love it. Here we I go. I was in the sixth grade, my science teacher's <laughs> class, so we watched it at lunchtime. The first six episodes of Unsolved Mysteries, which will contain 12 se- uh, episodes altogether, will premiere on Netflix on July 1st. Release dates for the other six episodes were not provided. Unsolved Mysteries, which documents various cold cases and paranormal occurrences, has been dormant for several years, but had a rich history before Netflix announced its intent to reboot the franchise earlier in the year. According to Netflix, Unsolved Mysteries will be fusing signature elements from the original series with contemporary immersive character-driven storytelling. The 12 new episodes are rooted in the experiences of ordinary people who have lived the unthinkable. Alongside detectives and journalists, family members offer clues, present theories, and identify suspects, hoping one viewer holds the key to solving the mystery. When they give the update. 
I love that update. Since it wouldn't be the same without Suave host Robert Stack, the series Aww. will not have a host as the creative team did not want they've to have to find on. a replacement. They went, on, they went on after Robert Stack. It was the guy that played Avi from right, Smash. Right, Dennis Farina. Yes, him. Well, well, he's dead too now. He's also. I think. Dead. I think they should bring back Robert, like Robert's voice at least, to be like get and per- or or do that great. thing where you can you know do a deep fake or something, man. Come on, <laughs> use some technology. <laughs> it won't be the same. Ah, uh, if you or anyone you ooh, know, I has got chills. Do you know information this? that leads to an arrest? We always talk about how I don't watch scary movies. I could never watch Unsolved Mysteries by myself at my house. Into like high the, school. Those the the haunting the ones. Yeah, those ones are scary. And, like something, something and then moved off the counter. it always looked like Robert Stack was in that exact location. And yes, like, Robert dude. Stack, get out of there! It would scare me so the ghost bad. Ghost in the cemetery is gonna get you. I know when they had it on Netflix, I was so excited. I'm like, sweet, now I can binge watch. I'm like. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> a rep for my, Mel Gibson is hitting back at Winona Ryder after the Stranger Things actress gave an interview in which she claimed she overheard him years ago making anti-Semitic and anti-gay comments. In the interview with <laughs> in the interview with the UK Sunday Times, Ryder said that she was at a party with a friend when Gibson asked her friend, who was gay, "Quote, oh wait, am I going to get AIDS?" She then says something came up about Jewish people, and he said, "You're not an." Oven Dodger, are you? Ooh, ooh. A rep. For- wait, wait. That's what oh, no. he referred to. Winona Ryder, that way. Yeah. Is she Jewish? I don't know, actually. And is Oven Dodger? Uh, that's a ask- slur that I'm not aware of. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, you're kind of our resident like is historian. It, is Mel Gibson so racist? Racist? He's making up his own racist stuff. Well, we knew. He's so hoping that one would catch on. Yeah. Let's don't act surprised. I mean, I mean, how often had you heard "sugar puppies" before? There's another word I can't say right now. Oh, uh, uh, sugar. Yeah, I can't oh, say that. Right. I don't have the beat. Well, button. the rep for Gibson fired back in a statement to Variety, saying that it is 100. Un- 100% untrue. She lied about it over a decade ago when she talked to the press, and she's lying about it now. <laughs> oh my god. Give me back my son! Well, Winona is sticking to her story. Meanwhile, a Chicken Run sequel is in the works after 20 years, but Mel Gibson was not asked to return. Oh, he played he played a rooster in it. He played a rooster, And he yeah. got away from being cooked, so he's the oven dodger. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we want to go out on that one? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I was left. choking. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> With entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barber. You killed Joanna. <laughs> Well, now this is going to be part of my Google search his- history in just a few minutes. Winona Ryder Jewish? Question mark? <laughs> I like Let's- that you added the question mark. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Uh, the governor seems to now be telling people, well, not seems to, he's saying, look, you're better off just staying at home because we do not have this thing under control. Yeah. Hey, don't, what's don't going on, Abbott? Abbott? Yeah. By the way, I'm sending you a link in your Skype right now of somebody who our governor needs to run with on the same ticket. Ooh, ooh. Ryan Costello. Who's that? Um, You'd get a ticket of Abbott and Costello. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, is he even a Republican? <laughs> yeah. Overall, does it matter? Ryan Costello is an American yeah, attorney. Yeah, way to break of- down like whether or not this could actually happen. It's a joke. Oh, okay. You know what else is a joke? Governor. Our governor. <laughs> <laughs> the hashtags are brutal for him right Let's now. Let's hear some of the hashtags. Um, fire Abbott. Abbott resign. Wheels um, up. Abbott ruined Texas. Ride or die. <laughs> I mean, yeah, every day they keep changing, but they're pretty much... See, that's the thing. Like, I've agreed with him on a lot of different things. Like, I don't think he's been a horrific governor, but his handling of this oh. has has really, really been suspect. I'm, I'm going to throw something out there. It's a possibility. <laughs> I think he has fallen into this nightmare scenario where he is trying to follow the president's lead. So when the president says something, Abbott thinks, oh, well, I'm a Republican and I need to do this for for the Trump base. I need to back up what the president's saying. And then it, it goes south on him. Nothing sticks to Trump. He is the Teflon Don. Because nothing sticks to him, but everybody else pays the the penalty for it. You know, the best was someone I saw on Twitter the yesterday. I was like, "Dan Patrick, it's your moment. Sacrifice yourself for the state of Texas." Right. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "I thought you were ready to die." Because now it's like all of uh, all of them are changing. Well, at first it was we have to go out, we have to do all these things, and you know now it's okay. Well, may, it is a little bit out of control, and and, and it's a little. It's confusing, and I could see how a lot of people would be confused when they're saying from the Texas ICUs and the hospitals, they're saying, hey, we're getting to capacity. If this continues for two more weeks, we're going to run out of ICU beds. But then you hear the governor saying, oh, we have abundant hospital capacity. Well, it doesn't matter how much room you have in storage closets at at the hospital. It matters how many ICU beds you have available for people. And... It's so I think that's where it's just a little bit uh, confusing because you have one person who's supposed to be our leader telling us what to do, saying, oh, we're fine. Tons of hospital space. We're going to be great. But then you have the actual hospitals that are coming out saying not so fast. Like we actually have the hospitalizations. They are increasing across the state. And they're saying especially because of the, the, the state of Texas, you have areas like Dallas, Houston, El Paso, larger areas that have more hospitals. But when you get to the the areas in the country, those areas that only have one hospital for such amount of miles, that's when you're really going to run into the problems. Well, we've got a story right here about hospitals saying they're not overwhelmed yet, but if it continues this trend, they're very soon going to be uh, overwhelmed. That is from the Texas Hospital Association and the medical professionals, you know, who are actually doing the job. So the frontline workers in the medical profession uh, are saying, like, currently they have a they have a color-coded system and we're mm-hmm. at code orange, which it goes green, yellow, <laughs> orange. The last four years we've been in the code, <laughs> code orange. orange. <laughs> then there's red and uh, I was listening to one doctor out of uh, Houston, who says we need to we need to put it at red because it's getting that serious right now. The Texas Hospital Association are sounding the alarm and are trying to persuade Texans that we need to start protecting yourself from the virus more, while also seeking to ramp up bed capacity in medical centers statewide. 
you know, I think some of the confusion is because there's a big difference between Houston and, let's say, Anson. Just to pick out like a small Texas town. And, there there it, are some yeah. places where they don't have Any that case. many. So that is how it gets out on social media. Hey, I just went to the hospital. And there were no cars in the parking lot. The situation is different depending on which town you're in. But I that's mean. why I think, and, and he just started doing this, which I will give credit for now. Who, Abbott? Yeah, where he's giving more of the power to the states and the counties and or he's giving more power, I'm sorry, to the cities and the counties, because it is true. The situation in El Paso is vastly different than the situation in Abilene or San Angelo or in, uh, you know, Fort Worth or so every area that we're in, it's it's a different, especially with us, because we're so close to Mexico, but we're also so close to New Mexico. We and we have all of these different situations. Our situation is going to be a lot different than someone who's in central Texas. That's why statewide mandates sometimes don't make sense. And that, Especially for a state as big as Texas. Well, and that's a, that's the other thing too. When you look at like at, at the federal level, when it's like, oh, this is the it's it, that kind of go on a uh, something similar where it's like, oh, fifteen dollar minimum wage across the country. That doesn't work that way because every location is different, and you have to be able to govern that area accordingly. Exactly. Do you know what they say? They they trace back this uptick. To Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. And that is. Wash your hands for 20 seconds. <laughs> oh, that was before Memorial Day. Yeah, she, she went hard before that. Yeah. But How's that, she doing? That was the day that we came back after Memorial Day on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. and we were all like, well, I guess it's over. <laughs> everybody was just <laughs> acting like it. things are back to. Yeah, good job, everybody. <laughs> we beat it. See, but this is the problem, and we were we talked about this while you were gone, too. We know people who still haven't had their test results back. Uh, uh, Pop, Papa Joe called into the show when you were gone. He is now, and I just checked with him right now, I texted him, it is eight weeks, and he still hasn't gotten his COVID test back. So tell me where these numbers are coming from when there's people who've gone to go get tested, and they still haven't got. It's two months, and he's not the only one. There's it's another. Like if you had it, well, you don't have it anymore. Ex- exactly, Yeah, 25 is an impressive number, but how many of those have come back? Oh, that, that's a good point. Yeah, we tested 25 million. How many got the results? A million. <laughs> and it it's hard because some people that, you know, there's a lot of businesses that were opening up and their mandate was, hey, you have to go get the COVID test before you can come back to work. We have to make sure you don't have it. And so people went out and got those tests done. There's still one girl that I know who needed the test to go to work. She had four tests done at different locations. Where, where it goes up the nose all the way to your brain almost? Yeah, I know. She was super excited about that four times. But that's the thing is she said, finally, I believe one of the places she got her results back from, and then this, another one sent her results back. But two of those places she never got the results from. And one of them was the state mandated one. And then when I asked Joe right now, where did you go? And he said the same thing. It was the TexasCovidTest.org website. And he's like, eight weeks. And every time I call, all I get is a fo- like a, an automated message or a voicemail service or it just rings. And we, I was in here with Brandon right now calling yeah. for an hour. And I never got through to them. 
So I, I, how that's about what, those drive-through things they have set up where you go and get tested? Do they give you your results the right there? That's what I'm talking about. No, that's the test that he went to. That's the drive-through test that he went through that hasn't gotten results. That's so, the one so, that I just called for an hour while we were on the show during Ask a Lawyer for an hour, and I never got through. So them saying like, "Oh, these numbers are going up. They're from this time or this time." Give us dates. Like I, I, I get that there's people testing positive. Give me a date. When did this person test positive so we can actually see? What this trend is from? Is yeah, it instead from- of the twenty-five million test, I'd I'd like to hear a number on how many results have gotten back. I mean, yeah, I bet we- it's not twenty-five million. And not only that, but it, and it's also just such a difference because then, as I'm calling different places to ask, like, what is the time? You know, one girl's telling me, oh, I got it, my results back in four days. I called a clinic and they told me ours are about seven to ten days. This person here, eight weeks. This person here, six weeks. Then I know someone who got tested yesterday or on Monday got the results back the same day. So it, it's kind of like, it, it just, they're saying that this is from Memorial Day, but you can't say that definitively because none of these results are, you know, one week, you're going to have your results. Okay, if they're back in a week, then we know that this is from the second week of June. We don't know that because nobody is getting their results back at the same time. And it's very frustrating uh, because they are trying to pinpoint on different things. They're saying they're not from the protests. Okay, you're saying that, but how do we know that? You're just saying it's from Memorial Day. Okay, you're saying that, but how do we know All right, that? let's do a little scenario and everybody agree to answer honestly. Okay, like what you really think here okay. for a few minutes. Um and I, I asked yeah, my mom. The other five hours of the show, I'm lying. Well, <laughs> this, when you hear when you hear the the scenario, you, I could understand somebody lying about it. Um, and this is how I. God, put, what? Well, hold on, I'll get to it. <laughs> this is what I asked my mom because in Oklahoma, not many people are wearing masks, not as much as in El Paso, and. Um, so I asked her, she was asking me what I thought about all this stuff because my mom thinks I know a lot. But she said, <laughs> she was asking about, you know, the social distancing and the mask and everything, if it's really doing any good. And I I said, well, let, let's just do a hypothetical here. Let's say at the beginning, if they if they could tell you, look, if we don't do anything, two million Americans will die. And that that they were right would would you be okay with that and she had to think about it and she was you know no i don't think so 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 let me ask you it's two part first of all going forward if we if we didn't do any social distancing we just let people do whatever they wanted to we opened everything started having concerts if people wanted to but you knew the trade-off was we were going to have let's say at this point 1.5 million deaths would you would you be okay with that what's opening up again everything anybody wants like it's to truly just go yeah. out and do whatever like you want yeah we've decided all, all back to, to normal world. we've decided the economy is too important uh-huh. people's livelihoods are being ruined and we just decide you know what we're just going to take our medicine well which is the disease, which is just let it run rampant and uh-huh. then we'll deal with it. But you know that the trade-off is 1.5 million dead Americans. Oh, my God. I'm going to be one of those 1.5 million. Here's well, the thing. No, I think your answer thing. would be uh-huh. different if I ask, okay, it's 1.5, but instead of it being older people and people with immune comprom- uh, compromised immune systems, what if it was just across the board? You know, we got like Me. 350 million mm-hmm. in America. So you would have a 
you know, let's say a one in three hundred chance of it being you. Well, because I think it's easy to say, yeah, open it up if you're thirty. But here's and the in thing. good health. I am you also 31 have, and not in good health. But, Don't you also, open but you also have to realize, too, that if you're taking the proper precautions, the chance of you being those 1.5 million lessons, if we're washing our hands, if we're wearing masks, if we're limiting where we're going, and just because they open up the economy, that doesn't mean you have, you to, don't go have out. to go out. You don't have to go there. So you can stay home. So maybe that 1.5 million is more or less these people who were willing to take that risk. And they're willing to say, you know what? I, I, like, I, I yeah, know these the are risk. The people that I'm don't want to do wear it. masks. They yeah. want to go See, eat a burger at a restaurant. I still say, I, do. I still say no. <laughs> I do. But for me, I'm sorry. Well, and the reason for me is because you could say it could 1.5 million Americans. Okay, fine, whatever. Screw it. Open up. Let everyone do whatever they want. Okay, well, how about I say it's going to be 1.5 million Americans, but that includes your parents because they're older and they're in that age range and they decided to go to the store to buy groceries to make dinner for tonight. Is this and they, because your parents keep going out? I want to smack them <laughs> so much. And you keep telling them not to go out. And I like, I keep yelling at my mother like, she's 16, you're not going anywhere, Missy. I, got, I was I, talking to man. my tattoo artist the other day and he goes, how do you think I feel? I'm talking to my parents and then they said, they're like, well, you know, um, the such and such where we went the other day out of town, we went to the casino and they're like, you went where? And he's like, they didn't even tell me they went out of town. And yeah, apparently they decided to go for a little road trip a few hours away, went to a casino. Your Did cousin it? let your Thea out. Yes. Yeah, well, you're not her mother. Exactly. You go back to your room. But I, I think that's the difference, though, is that people who are younger, let's say, who don't have, I guess, anybody older or maybe that they just don't care even to an extent, they're going to say, screw it. Yeah, open up. Or even someone who has a small business and saying, hey, I got to feed my family. I need us to open up. Everyone mm -hmm. has different reasonings for it. But I mean, for myself personally, I would say no, just because for me, the thought is always like what Justin said when he was here earlier. It's I wouldn't want that on my conscience. I don't think I could live with that knowledge, knowing that going out and running amok caused my parents to get sick. I could never deal with that. There's this, I've noticed the past couple of days, there's kind of like this weird dance. If people come in the studio, it's like, am I supposed, you know, I have a mask on. Is that what you want? And I'm like, well, I'll have a mask on if that's what you want. You know, you have to figure out what the other person's expectation is. I keep telling is. everyone, it's like, it's basically like sex because it's like, if you have COVID, it's like you're having to call every person you've you've been with for the past two weeks or, and you're sitting here going, okay, well, do, do you want me to be, put protection on? Okay, I'll put the mask on. Do you, you want a mask? Do you, should I wear a mask? And that's, everyone kind of is just. Well, you think if I came down with COVID-19, I would call up everybody that I'd hung out with and said, hey, listen, I got it. Yeah. No, you're I, supposed to. I just say it on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, listen, if you hung out with me the past couple of weeks, we probably need to talk. <laughs> you should try calling me. That's not a bad idea. It's efficient if you think yeah. about it. Also, if we've had sex within the past three years, we also ought to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Different reasons, no, Buzz, yeah, but Buzz wants up? to talk because he's, he's not like, getting it's now. Been and three he's three years. Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, are you getting desperate? Because <laughs> you are. Because <laughs> I am. Could we be buddies? I'm just asking. <laughs> no, I, wa I was all along. I was desperate all along, but maybe you're in the same. We're in the same boat now. Oh, you didn't get the joke. Uh, it's fine. What's that? It's Let's be buddies. You didn't get the joke, but it's fine. Let's be. Ah, just move on. Continue. Ah. Continue. But no, so I think, yeah, it just depends on the person. But it's it's very hard when you're hearing from 
the officials who are telling you go out, do things, we need to stimulate the economy, economy. But then you're hearing health officials saying, no, don't do that. What are you and, doing? And then you hear the same politicians in the case of the governor saying, no, you, you should really stay home. Yeah, which is it? Which is it? And that's the problem is, you know, because for the past few weeks, like, I'll be honest, I would go places and it's like, I look like a mouse because I walk in, I look around. See what the situation, yeah, you get the lay of the land. No, I get you. I went to the gym one time and I walked in and it was me and the worker and we did the same thing that you said. Like, he looked at me and he grabbed his mask and he's like, do you want me, do you want me to do it? Do you want me to like put it on? I'm like, I, I, do you want me to? Yeah, and I was like, do, I, I don't know. Do you want me? And he's like, well, you're the one that's working out. I work Let's here. Let's both put it on at yeah. the same time. And he looked at me. I'm like, I mean, I guess, yeah, put it on or stand over there. I think all the worker, the, I went to the gym for the first time, and, not ever, but like, in a long time. <laughs> uh-huh. And I think all the employees were wearing masks. Yeah. Wait, so I put mine in. He was by himself. Huh? Was this this week? Uh-huh. You're, you're already starting yeah. your whole, I'm going to get go. uh, Mac fit. Yeah. Uh, fat Matt. To fit Mac. Uh huh. Well, see, and yeah, when I went, he was the only guy in there, so he didn't have it on because he was alone. And then when I walked in, he's like, "Oh, okay, my bad." So he like put it on and yeah. checked my temperature, and then was like, "Well, do you want me to? I'll go over here." So the he thing, went complete opposite side of the gym. The thing <laughs> I was trying me. to get cues from. Well, first of all, they had a sign up that says mandatory. You have to wear a mask except when you're actively working out. And I'm like, uh, like you got to put it on when you go from this machine to the machine. Ne- and so I looked around, and nobody was doing that. But that seems <laughs> odd too, because when you're actively working out, it's when you're going to be breathing the heaviest. That's when you're huffing and puffing. Oh, see, no, we had to wear. Them. I went because I went to Ariel's for the first time too. The, yeah. the Ariel's in the sky. <laughs> I just to get that song. Something, something, something and it rhymes with mind. sky. <laughs> But so they tell me, she the girl goes and goes, yeah, you have to wear your mask on. So we're like, okay. So we had our masks on. But then whenever we were inside the fabric, she's like, well, I guess you can take it off because you're inside the fabric. And so we did that. And then, but it was like on, off, on, off. And then when we're upside down and stuff, I, I was like, okay, I'm getting a headache because I can't breathe properly in the mask. So it makes it, it, it does make it difficult. But now, especially with these new rules, they're saying a $500 fine. I'm wondering if gyms are going to, like, do you still have to wear your mask now when you're working out? Um, I, I didn't put it on because it didn't look like a lot of other people. And there were some, some inconsiderates. If everybody was doing it, I would have done it. Like, I wouldn't have been the one fish swimming against Be the, the stream. Be the change. You, know, you follower. Be the change. See, that's. The, What's uh, my motto? What is my my one uh, motto in life? Path of least resistance. But if we had sex that, in the last right. three years, give that, me a call. Yeah, but how is that path of least resistance <laughs> yeah. not wearing your mask? Your mask doesn't take any effort whatsoever. Is it because you don't want people looking at you? The, no, I'm just the, doing what the, the rest of the... I kind of... Would be not wearing the mask so that people could confront you about it. Like, hey, why aren't you wearing a mask? So I think your uh, motto oh, should be that. Oh, although, yeah. although I am a, listen to this. Here's my, here's your motto. Although yeah. I'm a leader on the radio, I am a follower in every other social situation. <laughs> You're a leader on the radio? <laughs> Follow well, Sam here. Like, how could I, how could I give you a, it's like when I was home in Oklahoma, it, it's reversed. In El Paso, when I went to the grocery store, nine out of 10 people were wearing a face covering of some kind. And it was the exact opposite. In Oklahoma, if I go to Walmart, one out of nine people were wearing them, and nine out of ten were not wearing them. So I just kind of, you know, gauge the room, <laughs> so to speak. And I could see that. I think when you, yeah, if you walk in somewhere and you see 
nobody wearing a mask or everyone's kind of socially distanced away and not wearing masks. Like, okay, I could see that. And uh, my my friend Kristen, she even said, she's like, I went to a bar this past weekend and she said it, it was a little too packed for my liking. So she put on her mask and she said people were looking at her like she was an idiot, but she's like, I just, for me, I didn't feel comfortable. I have a child. I don't want to risk getting sick. So, you know, I, I stayed for a little bit, hung out with my friends and then I left. But I, I think that if if there if there's more people wearing masks, more people would feel comfortable with it. The first time I wore mine, I remember I felt so stupid. I walked into Target and I felt like an idiot. But when I walked in there, why you were the only one with well, it on? Just, no, it was the first time I oh, put it on, right. so I'd never really felt how it was. And then when I walked into Target, the first worker I looked at had a mask on, and then the first customer I saw had a mask on. I was like, okay, cool. Like this is this is the new normal. I need to get used to instead of just I can I can yeah that's how I am that's you know I agree with that yeah because if you You do if you do or if you are the only one it does feel dumb but at the same time the more people that wear them and make them normal and acceptable this is the thing though in Asian countries it's normal in practice if you have the flu to wear a mask. Just out of courtesy for others, not wanting to get them sick. That's why when you see at the airport, sometimes when you go through a big one like Atlanta, Dallas, LAX, you'll see um, people from Asian countries that'll have masks on, and it's just that's a courtesy that they do. So I don't understand why it's such so hard for Americans to just do it as a courtesy. Well, I got one uh, of like the ones that you like this one. It's not one of ours, but somebody's sent me one. Mm-hmm. It smells like a dog inside. So there's like <laughs> Have one reason. Have you washed it? No, not yet. Well, but... that's on you. <laughs> that means you smell Wash like a your dog. Mask. Yeah. That means your face smells like dog. <laughs> that's your own breath, dude. <laughs> Maybe he missed <laughs> Maybe he misses Murray. And when he put the mask on, it reminded him of his old dog, and he got excited and he kept it on. Oh. Murray, you mean Ivan? No, there was no, Murray. Else, no, Murray. Murray and Ivan. Both. Oh, no. Murray was. What was Murray? He was a oh, Sharpay about Murray? That, that oh. I bought, like, from when they used to have a pet store in the mall. Uh-huh. Like, I got it because he was so wrinkly and I thought it was the cutest thing. And it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's definitely a purebred, but we just don't have the paper sort. Well, within like six months, it was like. All the wrinkles were gone. That's a pit bull. <laughs> it's like he grew into his wrinkles and he didn't look like a Sharpay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and people are very judgmental when you have a pit bull. What did you do? I don't know. People would say, what kind of dog is that? And I could tell they were like afraid of it. And I go, it's a Sharpay. Oh, it doesn't it look a like sh- a Sharpay. Well, let me show you his baby pictures. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back and talk about sports, uh, the FBI has said that there, there was not a hate crime targeting NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace. Oh. But I want to point out, because I've seen a lot of people jumping on this bandwagon, this is in no way comparable to the Jesse Smollett case, if you remember that one, whereas like he made it up and staged the whole thing. There are a lot of reasons that this that Bubba Wallace is definitely not or his case doesn't have anything in common with Jesse Smollett at all. And it's just stupid to say that that it does. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Ass. I don't know why it's It only does it in this what last hour. Nothing. It just pauses like the... I, I, I don't know why, but in the nine o'clock hour, sometimes the sound will just pause. 
Isolate that. Hey, I finally got around to watching uh, Last Dance. The whole oh, thing? That's nice of you. Mm, I watched the last, like, like five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think there were nine parts. Whatever it was, I la- I watched the second half of it. There's ten, but hopefully... Ten, I, I did see episode. the ten. One. And I was just wondering, people said that there were some people saying it made Michael Jordan look bad. I didn't get that at all. It made Michael Jordan look awesome. What was what, it what they about, were what saying? Do you think about b- Scottie Pippen, because remember he was also like people close to him were apparently saying that that he was very upset and he wasn't happy with how he was portrayed. I thought he he was portrayed in a positive light. I mean, the only thing that was negative was when. He refused to go in the game. Did you get to that part yet? After Jordan retired the first time? That the, must have been the, earlier. And the play was called for Kukoc? No, I didn't see it. The, he had already made his comeback when I started watching. So whichever episode oh. I, I caught, it was past that. Well, you should, but then there was you the watch one... the whole thing. Where, where uh, and I think this is the, la- the one against uh, Utah, where Pippen had hurt his back and he was in a lot of pain. He played, and then there were... It wasn't Jordan, but but uh, somebody else said anybody who says that Scottie Pippen is soft doesn't know what they're talking about because he's the farthest thing from soft. I always considered him a little soft, but a lot of it has to do with that thing where he he refused to come off the bench and then Kukoc hit the game winner. I mean, it's a lot of that. Um, but I didn't think it portrayed Jordan in it in a negative light but I guess it could have been in some of the earlier like what do you remember yeah, what they see, were I don't saying really, like, I, I never really saw that um, when it came to him uh, being portrayed as bad or in a negative light I just I didn't see that I didn't catch it either uh, Steve let's talk about uh, NASCAR for a little bit so okay. have you have you heard the update on the uh, the thing about the noose being found in the garage yes of yes, uh, Bubba Wallace well, the FBI has it in, uh, ended its investigation into the noose that was found in Bubba Wallace's garage, garage stall at Talladega. They concluded, all right, no federal, no federal crime was committed because they found video proving that the noose was in the garage as early as October of last year. And the garage was only assigned to Bubba last week and then somebody took some pictures this is uh jeff gluck who writes about nascar and he's got the picture from 2019 and then the one from more recently it's not tied into a noose in the second picture it is in the first picture uh nascar issued a statement saying that it turned out to be a garage door pull rope which was fastened like a noose so it it wasn't a hate crime targeted at Bubba. But what I hate about this is now there are people who are saying, see, I told you it was a fake. Somebody had tied this rope that you pull down a garage door with in the shape of a noose, because you could clearly see it in the November 2019. Bubba Wallace is not the one who saw this or reported it. He didn't even see it. He was told about it by NASCAR. Um, NASCAR says they're keeping their investigation open to figure out why the noose was there. I want to suggest, you know, maybe somebody was bored and decided I'm going to 
you know tie this in the form of a of a noose so do you have a do you have a rope or a string or anything attached to your garage door uh yes yeah it's, well I it's do. the emergency rope yeah the red one right the right in case the automatic uh, door fails you have that to open and pull it up who was the first person who said hey there's this rope in this garage and i think it was like meant to be a message or a hate crime against bubba wallace Um, the Wood Brothers racing team had that stall a year ago, and a team member recalled seeing it a year ago, but the Wood Brothers say they weren't aware of the noose until it hit the news this week. Fake news. Okay, so to be clear, this in no way could be construed as a Jesse Smollett situation because Bubba Wallace was not the one who reported it, he never saw it. He was just going off reports. He he was told about it by NASCAR and reacted like anybody else would. Last night, Bubba Wallace was on CNN and had some comments, so let me share those with you now. Did you have that uh, in yours, Brandon? I believe I do. You I got play it. The no, I, I agree. I've never seen a garage pull that was fashioned into a noose. Somebody somebody did that, but I don't know what their purpose was. Like I say, it could have been bored, I suppose. Well, it's much smaller in the picture than a, than a noose. I mean, it would be a noose for maybe like a... A like rat? A, a, or, a, or a very small cat. But again, it's this not was like was done last year before it was it, even yeah, right. his garage. So like the, that, the main thing is that it, the, the FBI says they're, they're 100% sure that this wasn't targeted at Bubba Wallace because it it existed in that garage back in October of 2019, and apparently it's not in the shape of a noose anymore. Uh, here's a little more from Bubba Wallace on CNN. How are you going to talk about this, Steve, on your show this afternoon? Or how how I did mean, you talk about it already this week? We talked about it a little bit yesterday, touched on it. We talked about, you know, this is before I think the they made the determination. We talked about how disturbing it was and how, uh, again, you know, it, it, it hit close to home in sports. But you also got to see the reaction of all the drivers. I loved when they all walked the lap. While, yeah, that was um, nice. While Bubba was in the car, I thought that showed you that they were in support of him, and everybody was united and and bonding together. But you know, I mean, uh, look, they've they've sent pictures out from as far back as 2017, and apparently at at Talladega, for whatever reason, all of the guitar or the, uh, the the guitar the uh, garage uh, pull ropes are are for whatever reason tied into nooses. I don't know why they did that, but they've got they've got photos of that all the way back to to three four years ago. So, you know, that seems to be a thing over there. And, uh, again, you know, it's, it's crazy that, um, you know, Bubba never saw it himself. He was not allowed into his garage because of the coronavirus protocols. So he actually got the call from the president of NASCAR who informed him about that. So Bubba had only seen pictures. He had never actually seen it in person. I'm going to go out on a limb here because uh, I don't know NASCAR that well. The president of NASCAR, white dude. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I'm just gonna go How'd ahead you, and say yes. You, I don't even know. How, well, uh, his name is Steve. His name is Steve Phelps. So uh, you know you can you I can can't tell anything you from that. that. But, right, well. Okay. Uh, other than that story, and I don't think it's over yet. No, I don't think it's I don't think it's over. But By the way, looks, Steve Phelps looks a lot like uh, he looks a lot like um, Steve Kerr. Oh, okay. So, oh, so, so super white. 
Yeah. Oh, there was a lot about Steve Kerr in that special that I didn't know. Like about his dad and being yeah, a right. terrorist and stuff. I didn't know any of that stuff about Steve Kerr. Uh, Michael uh, Jordan punched him? Mm. Yeah, but he passed it to him uh, to win that game. It's true. Oh, did you see the? Did you get to the one clip where I think it's that game where Jordan knows, uh, like they're they're going to double team him. Yeah. So he looks like next to him on the bench and Steve Kerr <laughs> and he was trying to whisper because Jordan knows the camera's always on him. He's yeah. Like, hey, he's like, be ready. Just, but yeah. but the way that Steve Kerr reacts is like so like he's like, yeah, you got it, buddy. Like he was like, I'm so I'm I'm excited. I'll be there. If they double team you, I'm definitely you're gonna pass it to me. And Jordan was trying to do it, like covering his mouth and stuff. <laughs> Steve Kerr reminds me of Butters. <laughs> oh my god, he totally is. <laughs> um, other than the NASCAR stuff and the the controversy about that, Steve, what else has happened in sports that you think really is going to dominate the headlines today? Well, baseball's finally back. Okay, they've mm-hmm. uh, they've decided it's going to be a sixty game season. Is uh, anybody saying they're reporting. not going to report? Is anybody saying they've no, already not... listened? Yeah. Um, right now, not yet. Although there are there are clauses saying that you know if you've got somebody you live with who's either pregnant, and by the way, two of the biggest stars in the game have pregnant wives right now, which could mean that they might not even play. Uh, and that's Mike Trout of the Angels. Oh, he's married and to Bryce Kate Harper of the Phillies. No, that's Justin that's Verlander. Justin Verlander, dude. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, but sweet, funny. sweet sports flex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least you know somebody. At least you know a baseball players married to Kate Upton. That's good. But um, again, Mike Trout and uh, Bryce Harper both have uh, pregnant wives right now. So what that means is because um, they are in, you know, they're pregnant, and I think Trout's wife is due in August. So it remains to be seen if he will report and play knowing that uh, you know she's so close to, to giving birth and, and they're in the middle of the pandemic. So we haven't heard yet any big names or any players. We did hear that um, Charlie Blackman, who is a, a star outfielder for the Rockies, he's an all-star, he tested positive for the virus late last week. And as a result, two other players for the Rockies tested positive. So currently the Rockies uh, you know, complex out there at Coors Field in Denver has been closed. So that is following you know, the MLB protocol. So I think the interesting thing is going to be this. Players are not reporting to spring training. They are reporting to their home cities and their ballparks. So it's going to be interesting to see as they report over the next week how many more players test positive for the virus. All right, what else in sports, Steve? Avery Bradley. He's not going to uh, rejoin the NBA. I don't know who Avery Bradley is. Plays for the Lakers. He was one of the ones that was very outspoken with Kyrie Irving uh, when it came to like mm-hmm. social change and things like that. And I guess Avery Bradley has decided that he will not be returning uh, for the NBA restart. Which kind of defeats the point, don't you think? Because uh, remember, we reported yesterday Trevor Ariza. He wasn't going to be a part of the restart, but that's because he's in a custody battle with his uh, ex for his son. And he's getting a month visitation, so he's choosing to uh, spend that month with his kid as opposed to going with the restart um, for the NBA. Right. Now, Liam uh, is the six-year-old son of Avery Bradley, uh, and and Liam has a history of struggling to recover from respiratory illnesses. The kid. So Mm -hmm. The kid. Oh, okay. Exactly. Exactly. 
So uh, one of the things they mentioned was that Bradley, it would have been, he, it's unlikely he would have been medically cleared to enter the Orlando bubble with his family. And as a result, um, you know, Avery decided that he couldn't take a decision that could put his family's health and well-being at risk. So that is why he decided to, uh, to skip it. Did you guys talk about that tennis thing that happened in Croatia? No. What happened? No. Not. Uh, there was a tennis player who held a uh, like a charity tennis event, Novak Djokovic. Yeah, yeah he, he what tested the... positive last weekend. Oh my gosh! Did you see the pictures from inside the event? Everyone's just dancing on each other, holding. And it's like you can just count like how all of these people are going to be infected in the next like couple weeks. Wait, explain to me again yeah. what you were saying earlier. Like the George Floyd protest somehow didn't pass the virus but other things where people get together did because that didn't add up to me right and that's what some people are saying but the reason they're saying that they haven't seen the rise in cases as much as in other areas is because at the protest you see a lot of people that were trying to social distance but the the main thing was they were all wearing face masks i don't know i saw which they would do before covid19 anyways look because they're antifa yeah (laughs) I, not everybody. I mean, I watched this on the news. This was going on when I was on vacation. We had this on the news. I saw a lot of people who weren't wearing face masks, and there were a lot of people who were not six feet apart either. So, Well, you also have the story of those two. Remember that hair salon that they had 140 people were exposed? Yeah. At the, I forgot what the name of the hair salon was, but uh, they said that the, the all of the customers were wearing masks and the two stylists were wearing masks. So even though they were symptomatic and working, nobody in those 140 customers ended up with the virus. So they're saying the face masks really do actually work, which is why they're trying to emphasize that people need to wear them. Uh, and they're saying that they think that had something to do with the protesters because there was I would say the majority of them were wearing face masks. Yes, there were some that were not. Absolutely. I did see that, too. But for the majority of them, they all had face masks on. It's against my rights. Hey, somebody put together a list of statues that might get pulled down by protesters. Mm-hmm. And I'll try and like come back and like give them a, a green check or a red X whether they should be pulled down or and not. And then I'll give you one that you just want to check out because I made Joanna look <laughs> oh, at it. Is it, the, is it the one of uh, uh, Nathaniel Forrest uh, Bedford, I think? No. no it oh. is a, a state. Uh, what, Joanna, what was it? The Civil Confederate Monument? Uh, I can't remember. I made her look at it, though, and Joanna's like, what does this even mean? Iowa Civil War Monument. Yeah, it is amazing. Iowa. Iowa Civil War Monument. And a few what? will show up, but trust me, you will know which one we wait, are wait, talking wait. So, about. Yeah, look at the image. What, do I, what do I look for? <laughs> Iowa Civil War Monument. Is it chick with the boobs? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on there? Exactly. I just showed it to Joanna, and I was like, mic drop. I'm out of the room. Boom. And I was like, wait, come back. <laughs> Damn, that is sensual. <laughs> That's a Civil War monument? That is, and I, I looked it up. because They I had breast be- implants in the Civil War? Because those are perky. Right? I yeah, right? She's holding them up. Dude. I did Man, find they're out. perky on their own, too. She can move her hands, and those things aren't going anywhere. I what the hell is this? <laughs> it's a Civil War monument. I did find out what it, the reason behind that. Please. Monument. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, Kevin, up. Well, we hey, there's no coming up. We oh. gotta we gotta wrap up the show. Oh, Is it okay, because if you're pro Confederate flag, you're a boob? <laughs> no, apparently it's a it's a controversial, obviously part of the monument. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, look at the quote behind it. 
What is the quote? It says, Iowa, her affections, like the rivers of her borders, flow to an inseparable union. So it's supposedly supposed to be... Was Iowa on the north or the south? (laughs) I don't know. It's because it's uh, she is uh, she's representing the mother, I guess, of Iowa or Iowa's mothers, and she is offering nourishment to her people. <laughs> that is what. Yeah, they, they should have made that a fountain, <laughs> like and just like milk coming out of the nipples. Oh my God, you can't see this thing, or maybe you can if you're on our Facebook. But that is amazing and hot. You know, usually <laughs> when you see have been a while, when you think hot. of a woman back in the 1800s, like she's carrying. Like extra weight, but she's all. She looks like she does CrossFit. She's got like a yeah. really good looking but body. There's a quote. It says, she's prob- "Yeah, she probably doesn't have the proper amount of nutrition." It says here she's reparent. <laughs> she's, she's doing a, it right. I can tell you that she's a figure of Iowa representing the state as a beautiful, youthful mother offering nourishment to her children. Yeah, she is. <laughs> mm. But it's is it? That's does that's, anybody want to tear it down? Because uh, I'm against it. <laughs> Or no, maybe you're for it, so you can buy it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. What What's the story? Is it, is anybody got a problem with this statue, or it's just like that is the hottest statue I've ever seen? I just I saw it <laughs> on. I got added statue. into this really terrible meme page, and oh. that was one of the memes that came up. It was like I was arguing with people in a Confederate statue uh, discussion, All right. and someone just popped that one in there and was like, "You're welcome." One of the Confederate statues and. I, let me see. How can I make this big, larger, so you can see it? Have you ever seen this one? The statue of Nath- of Nathaniel Bedford Forrest, who was a Civil War ju- uh, yeah. general, and he was also one of the founding fathers of the KKK. Somebody put this thing up, and it is just hideous. It looks like a fake statue that you would see, like the Daily Show create. It looks like a ripoff of a Disney statue. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like the guy from Shrek, the <laughs> Lord Farquaad. Lord Farquaad? Yeah. If he had a statue of him, he's like, I look magnificent. Somebody put this up on their private property, but you can see it from a, from a highway. So people in, I don't know where it is, wherever the hell it is. Amazing. I, listen, I want to say, I'm not defending Nathaniel Bedford Forrest because he was a Confederate general and helped found the KKK. But would you admit he was kind of a bay? No. You, no? You're just I would that. leave it up, though, because it looks so terrible. It's like, yeah, no, leave that up. No, no, I'm talking about the picture, the photograph of scary. him. Oh. But say it. He's hot. Look at this photograph. <laughs> <laughs> Stop checking. Wow, it's really been a long time for Buzz. He's yeah, kind of smoldering, yeah, right? Stop checking him out. Buzz is creating a threesome with two different out. statues. <laughs> I know, right? No, I'll go back to that uh, Iowa statue. Stop it. You're welcome. <laughs> Buzz you is going to get a replica guys, made. You guys walk by the studio later, you see him going... <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, looks like we're out of time, guys. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, Steve, for just joining us today. Oh, no problem. Hey, by the way, more PGA golfers have tested positive for COVID-19. That broke about 27 minutes ago. Uh Anybody that I had heard of? They just said multiple tests. Um, Have you heard of, let's see, Cameron Champ? Trigger? Tiger? Tiger? (laughs) (laughs) Cameron Champ tested positive. I've heard of him. Graham McDowell's caddy tested positive today, so he's withdrawing. And uh, yeah, and now apparently sources confirming multiple positive tests for COVID nineteen on the PGA tour. Oh, no. So, yes. all right, uh, have a great one, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. Show gets started at five a.m. local time, and we will have a big Thursday show planned for you. Have a great Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye bye.